0: Bo a bo a bo bo a bo a bo a bo a
1: bo a Hello and welcome to Gaming Fix episode 117 on this April 18th 2020. I'm your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite pants.
2: Joining me today is Pat. I'm my own favorite pants.
1: Living in his own private Idaho. Pants no, I da, pants to hoe. My
2: apartment is very small, and I do live with my partner, so it's there's not a ton of privacy to be had. But um, just saying, I have I I have good self esteem, and okay. I have my favorite pants. <laughs> feel at
1: home in your own skin, perhaps. exactly. Yes, okay.
2: uh-huh. Alex. Yeah.
3: I ain't afraid of no pants. I ain't afraid of no bed. Pantsing makes me feel good.
1: The suffering of others uh, when I embarrass them by pulling their pants down around their ankles in public. That's uh,
2: uh, you should not do that. (laughs) 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 That's one of those like childhood pranks that's actually like kind of assault.
1: (laughs) If they've got cute underwear, who cares, man? Uh, You gotta show them off to the world. Why
3: are you keeping those cute undies to yourself? We
2: do not advocate for pantsing people.
3: My underwear has Neil C. C. Rego on it. Really? No. Really? I, I wish know.
2: it did. I, 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 <laughs> I was going to say, those. I was
0: like, that seems like that's really actually
2: rad, bad. and I would like some of that underwear if that exists. So <laughs> uh, if someone the has a line. The the mouth sounds sounds, you know, Riega, yeah. mouth sounds
1: him like with the finger in the <laughs> yeah. mouth. Uh, and Allison.
2: Hi. Uh, tell us
1: about I've, your pants.
0: Well, I I have been wearing <laughs> pajama pants and sweatpants yeah. for the past few weeks. So like
2: hell yeah.
0: When I put on jeans to go for a walk, I was like, well, what am I doing today? <laughs>
2: I, um, slowly am being broken of the, so normally I have like a pretty hard and fast rule that, um, I'll go for walks in like gym shorts. Um, right. Cause it's a physical activity. If it's around the block, I won't like go out to a hike in gym shorts, but, um, to, but, but I won't wear pajama pants on a walk. Um, right.
0: Yeah. That's me too. But, but take it's
2: starting garbage to- out in pajama pants. Yes. I'll take the garbage out. Okay. Yeah. I'll take the dog out if it's just like walk the dog quickly, but if we're going to go for like an hour long like walk around the neighborhood or whatever, um I will not do it in pajama pants, but I'm starting to be broken down cuz it's like anymore who fucking cares. And also now that uh, I know that um putting on pants is like uh, a like Activation of capitalism, uh, like a micro capitalist activation. Now we're I'm not
1: paying like, you to wear sweatpants. Pat. Exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> um, just because of that article, now I'm kind of like, well, maybe I'll just wear uh, banana hammocks everywhere I go from now on. Because, yeah. like, fuck that guy, <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> yeah. <riverboat capital> LA, <laughs> L.A. Times. Yeah, I, was,
1: I have
3: no idea what you're talking about. But no. Sure. No. they There's just
1: no. published no. an article that was like. <laughs> It's time to start wearing pants, like like real it's pants. The like pay you.
4: It's the worst headline. Yeah,
0: it's real bad. It's, you're being
1: paid to wear real pants, not sweatpants, when you work from home.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the, the 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 um the story title was I think they maybe they pulled the tweet down or changed the headline or something because they were getting like ratioed to Helen back. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot seriously. of uh, bad headlines lately. Yeah, I I woke up and read that headline and was like, it is unbelievable to me that this is not an onion headline because it was like this opinion piece by a fashion expert who (laughs) in his profile picture has like a sun hat and like a like light blue button up shirt. And he definitely looks like like, I don't know. Uh, like a, an extra from The Music Man or uh, a riverboat captain. Which, if that's your style, you do you. But don't fucking tell me what to do with my clothes, man. Uh, and this title, the title, the 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 headline of the article was like, "Stop wearing sweatpants and put on pants like the the adult you're paid to be." Wow. And yeah, I, yeah, it was oh so my dumb. God. It was so bad. Like if
0: you're paying me to do work. You're not paying me to wear real pants. So. And it was an absolutely
2: <laughs> serious article. There was no humor yeah. or self awareness in it at all.
0: Yeah. Cause I've definitely seen, I've seen a lot of people go, hey, uh, putting on work clothes can be a like good transition from doing stuff. And I'm like, you know, this is, everything's terrible. I just want to wear pajamas all day. <laughs> and I feel like I have a right to do
2: that. I also think personally that there's an argument that that is one of those like don't tell people how much money you make things that's like a actually just manipulative to get you to to like oh yeah get into work mode is like
0: yeah fuck off I'm don't like, be comfortable do while my job, you work let me wear sweatpants
2: yeah uh,
1: well you know when it's perfectly totally acceptable to, acceptable to wear sweatpants all the time but especially when you're playing video games <laughs> oh, yeah. and that's what we're a podcast about not a pants podcast Yay. we're a video game podcast sweatpants. okay like,
2: well i wear just, pj pants and gym shorts
0: just do wait but, there's going to be a there's going to be an indie game where you play as a sentient pair of pants and then it'll be like now who's talking about like i don't know where i was even I will fund about. this
2: <laughs> Bruce Willis plays the pants Get at me, indie devs. I'll give you my stimulus money.
0: See, I was just thinking of it being I don't more to give of Bruce like, a, a, like uh, an um, Octodad type, like, oh, it's hard to move Exactly. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're as a pair of pants.
2: I should clarify. I don't have a specific uh, distaste for Bruce Willis. I've heard he's kind of <laughs> a dick, but he's fine, I'm sure. He was nice to my dad at a Yellow concert once. It's just...
3: What? Oh, well, whatever. Let's leave that I don't specifically want to give um, him money. Allison, are you thinking yeah. like Quap, but with pants?
2: Ooh,
0: that's a good idea You call it flop mm. Okay, like, we're coming up with a good game here Like, this can is the first Gaming and- fix, like, game mm, Alex,
2: you know how to program uh, We came up yep. with the idea <laughs> Oh God, So no. program it
0: I can do extremely bad art uh, You've worked
2: on games is- before Perfect, I will produce it Uh okay, so- I was here <laughs> You can write the you can write the narrative if you want
1: to. Uh, I uh, sure sure. If you're not going to do it, I'll do it.
2: I mean, I'll uh, do it too. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll
1: I'll develop the characters. Tell you, what,
2: you can produce it, and I'll write the story.
1: Sure, sounds great. But in the meantime, <laughs> I think we've played some games. Uh, this is not a <laughs> podcast about creating games, but it could be. <laughs> it could be. We uh, will transition any day now. Uh, but it is a podcast about games we played in the last Yay. week or so.
3: I don't know, ish. Uh,
1: yeah, depending on how long it has been since you've been on. Man, when Erica comes back, we're going to have <laughs> so many games to talk about. If you thought our I'm regular excited. episodes if you thought you think regular were long. Episodes now, long yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I said we're going to talk about video games. So let's start with Allison. Boom. Oh. You've been playing oh. some very special games.
3: The Air video game.
1: Maybe two too timely to be playing these games. Yeah, it's (laughs)
0: extremely timely. And and I'm going to tell you about how timely it is because I was not expecting for how timely the second one is. So after last week, uh, I've been playing both uh, the Danganronpa games. Um, I started playing the first one a while ago, but I don't know why. For some reason, I just didn't finish it. But then I got deeper into playing one, and I basically... Uh, played it really quickly and now i'm in the middle of Danganronpa 2. Um so that's been ex- good but extremely timely uh because again it's people who are all uh stuck in like in and in, inside and can't get out for the first game. You're and then in the second school. Yeah, you're locked in a school. Ba- okay, so basically if you're not aware of the game, it's a visual novel. Um and the first game is basically there are 15 students. They're locked in a sc- 16, the school that they're going 15. to. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't worry uh, about
3: it.
0: Don't worry about it. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but they're locked in a school, and basically, uh, they're all of them are supposed to be these like super ultimate students. So they're like one's the uh, like best martial artist, one who's the best uh, a uh, write, uh, writer, stuff the like that. The
1: ultimate gang leader is one of them.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, my so, ultimate fortune teller.
0: Yeah. Oh, he, he is ultimate.
3: Yeah. Is ultimate gang leader only in three? I can't remember now.
1: No, he's There's, in. He's he's uh, the biker guy and one. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah.
0: There's also
3: yeah.
1: You're thinking of someone else, Alex? Yeah, I am. Uh,
0: but but anyways, uh, so they're basically told by uh, this character uh, Monokuma, who basically, hey. If, well, if you want to also, leave this place, should should
3: be a, noted Monokuma is a bear.
0: He's like a really
3: a stuffed bear.
0: Wonky looking bear, but don't call him a stuffed animal. Um and he's basically tells tell, tells you, "Hey, uh if you want to get out of here, you're going to have to kill each other. Like you have to kill one person and if you don't get caught, you can go." Um but you yeah. also have to but they also have to do these class trials to Um. Make sure, like, to so that people so that the people can prove you're innocent or guilty, and if uh, they prove that the person who's the murderer, uh, gets punished, which is basically they get killed, or if the in spectacular fashion, in extremely uh spectacular fashion, yep, um, that like even even to the point of like. This game, you know, is pretty standard visual novel. So it's like, you know, you see the faces and there's very specific like it's not animated. And then they're just like the animation just ramps up for these death scenes. And the That's
3: animation awesome. style is extremely cool.
0: It's extremely it- interesting. It's uh, a <laughs> yeah, it's it looks really it's it looks like a, it's a very distinctive visually game. Um, mm. Like it looks very cool. Um, but then also like uh, if the person who's uh Who's the killer gets ghost-free, then everybody else is supposed to die. So yep. you you have pretty high stakes here. Um, but then there's also other mysteries going on and uh, and other things to discover. So, like why you're there, uh what what's the going on with the school, what's going on with Monokuma, who what's going on with all of this. So what's it's going
3: on with the world. With
0: the, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was gets, the
1: terrible, horrible, worst thing to ever happen to a society event, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, it's real bad. So, uh, yeah, I've been playing. I played through the first one pretty quickly. And then the second one I've been playing, uh, and I just got past the point where the, the story was that there was a... Uh, uh, very contagious disease going around the students in the second one, mm-hmm. and they have to had to isolate themselves, but off away from people. And I was like, "Oh my god, why am I playing this game right now?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Because the first game, like the second game, uh, it's it's more of the same, basically, except they're now on on an island." I still don't know all the mysteries around it, but I'm starting to get ideas of where the mysteries are going, maybe? Um
1: that's you think you do.
0: I think mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I'd but, love to
1: hear what you think is going to happen.
2: Well Pat, I, do
1: you pl- do you intend to play these games? Me? Yeah. Um can, can we know. just can we this game is like almost 10 years old, isn't it? Like
2: I could just take my headphones off. If you okay. really want to talk about the spoilers. I, I, I,
1: I wanna hear where Allison thinks it's gonna go just for posterity.
2: That's, that's fine.
3: Uh, yeah, okay, we don't. We take... won't spoil you. Also, it should be noted, uh, two does have a second character along with Monokuma. That's not a bear, oh, but
0: Monomi. Yeah, I like low key love Monomi.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so I'm like I I keep wanting to Google search Monomi because I'm like oh like
1: mm-hmm. don't want spoilers though I but see.
0: I don't want spoilers that's the thing yeah, okay. so I've held off. Wow.
1: So. so okay, where do you think the story is going to go?
0: So
1: Dong and
3: 2 from where you are.
0: So uh, my theory for game one was that uh, everybody would be robots. That did not pan out. That,
3: that did not. Yep. Uh,
0: not I still close. think is. I think it was a good theory. <laughs> uh, but okay. So one of the things in this game that they've shown us so far is that the academy, uh, the Hope's Peak Academy, is on this island. And it's gotta be it because they have the same weird door from the start, and it's basically it. Uh, So, um, man. Basically, my theory, like, okay, I have two theories. First theory this is all inside a video game because there have been multiple, like, real life, uh, there have been multiple, like, winky nods about, like, the previous game and, Wait, this feels like a game. There's, like, one point where the screen is all glitching out. Um, so, uh, this uh, might be, a, like, a simulation or a game. The second theory is that uh, this is, like, like a water world scenario. <laughs> and that's what these islands are, is because that's where the actual school is. And, like, they have the other islands. But, it, like, this is really... That area in I'm assuming Tokyo where the school used to be, uh, but now it's just flooded with water.
1: I thought you were going to say that this that the two games take place at the same time.
0: See, that's another good question because but, okay, because uh, I
1: guess they but they talk about the other game, so maybe you wouldn't think that.
0: Yeah, but also the thing is is that one of the characters from one showed up in two.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: now I'm wondering, this might be either like accurate or hilarious in like, a couple of days because I've been playing these games pretty quickly and I'm intending to go play more of two after this podcast. But there's the guy who's considered the ultimate lucky student. Mm-hmm. And the ultimate lucky student, uh, for people who are listening, was the main character of Game One, um, basically uh, like he was chosen by lottery to attend this like exceptional school, but he ends up being the protagonist of the game. Uh, now there's an ultimate lucky student in Game Two, who is extremely annoying and is basically kind of uh, parroting a lot of the kind of um, things that were done straight in game one. So because they're talking like a lot because the game, like the themes of the game surround things like hope and despair. And they use those words constantly. Um, Like, uh, and the, uh, uh, the duality of between hope and despair. Uh, but he's basically kind of like the opposite of the original villain. So I'm thinking that this is the actually Makoto, the the lead character from one, just with either like something's happened to him or his mind's been messed up or or this is a game. So it's like simulating Makoto, but in a different thing. I don't know. Okay. All right. So the, o- the only thing that I have to say uh, has been frustrating to me are the uh, class trial gimmicks. Um, They're so bad. So what? basically, uh, most of the game operates like a visual okay, novel, wait, right?
1: We can call uh, we yeah. can call Pat back. Pat. All right, welcome back. So we those returned. are my.
0: So those were my theories about what's going to happen in this story. I will note a ton of different stuff uh, by next week, and uh, someday we will. I, I will join you for the Ben and three. Spoiler Ah, chat.
3: Looking forward to it. But... Two
0: years later. (laughs) Two years later. Yeah, but I I made it work. uh, And now we're getting uh, 10th anniversary news about it. So I'll be ready for that um, when it comes out in May. But uh, the one thing that has been kind of disappointing about playing through these are the uh, class trial kind of gimmicks. Um, So a lot of the class trial feels pretty similar to something um, like a Phoenix Wright or an Ace Attorney uh, trial where you have to go through and you have to find contradictions or find where things are um, incorrect based off of your evidence that you collected in the earlier kind of visual novel portion. Um, But then decides, you know, that general uh, gameplay, that satisfaction of finding out contradictions isn't exciting enough. So let's add a weird hangman game. Let's add a weird shooter. Let's add a weird rhythm game. And I'm just like, yep. I don't know why you thought you needed this game. Um, they've also now added like a, like a driving
4: okay mm-hmm. like
1: a motorcycle. Is three the snowboarding one?
0: Alex. What?
1: I
3: don't remember I, a
1: snowboarding one. It's like a there's like a snowboarding ish type game. Yeah, that's I don't but remember anyways, I snowboarding exactly. So anyway, yeah.
0: They keep throwing these games as like, oh, these this is this this is the simulation of going into his mind or coming up with this idea. And I'm like, but why did you need to put this in here? Because it's it, it it's just more like annoying than anything, um, like there are there are a couple of times where uh, I feel like um, like uh, to uh, make the kind of contradiction thing. You during you have to do like a timed um, shooting of a truth bullet, uh, which is like basically the evidence that you've collected. But sometimes, like but sometimes there's other stuff coming up, so you have to shoot the white noise down. And then hit it with the thing, and it's all timed. And sometimes your uh, reticle is like m- wobbling around, and it's just like, why do they have to do this?
1: It it drags things out. And it
0: does because there have been several times where I'm like, okay, I know what it is, mm-hmm. I know what I need to do. So why do why do you make this more? unpleasant than it has to be uh, um, how
1: did they kill him it was a knife yes but can you spell it yeah exactly <laughs> with these moving letters
4: thank you Pro zd like, <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> but it's it's extremely true and that happened i was i was doing that like uh that one for the for two which they've changed a little bit but it makes it take a little bit longer now yep i don't know man and it i'm just like i know what it spells I just need to wait for these letters to come up on screen <laughs> yep. so that I can spell out the word. I know what it spells now. Can I just type it in? Easily know
1: the it. worst part of those games.
3: Yeah. yeah. It, it is better in three, but there is one minigame in particular that takes like fucking a year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's also the, a driving
3: one.
0: The one, <laughs> one minigame I say I think is a solid choice is the at the end of every trial, mm and they have you put together like a comic of uh basically what happened yeah. yeah and i think that's i think that's a solid move because sometimes you can get so caught up in the details of things or just like oh that's contradictory because of that detail but it shows you it it kind of makes you be uh, aware of okay here's the specific s- series of events what happened uh some of them some of the um So, basically, you're you're given, like, little images, and you have to fill in this comic. Sometimes the images can be extremely vague in in the first one, uh, because, like, you're just, like, because uh, there's one in particular where there's one character getting into something, and then there's an image of them getting out of the thing, but they looked pretty much identical, Mm -hmm. and you're just like, which one is it? Um, But... Ultimately, though, I think that's 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 really successful. It's just the kind of the ones that don't really have anything to do with anything. I'm just like, yep. Why are you here? Like, people who are buying this game know that they're playing a visual novel. They know that it's not going to be like an action shooty game. Yeah,
3: but but
1: it is an action shooty game
3: (laughs) at times. But the thing I liked about Dragon Rampa, like all all three Mm -hmm. of them, is that with those class trials, is that The way the conversations and discussions take place feels pretty natural. Like for what the characters know, like what they, the knowledge they have at that time, and then the way they kind of like logic their way through the situations and like the conclusions they come to and stuff like that. I always found those really, really well done.
0: Right. There, there's, I feel like it's very, uh, it, it does feel very natural how things move from one to another. Um, and I, I do think that, uh, the characters are generally. Really, really like surprisingly good because a lot. I I think it's really easy to go, okay, they're the ultimate swimmer, so they're going to be all about swimming. But you start, like, but if you take the time to talk to these characters and do kind of the like spend your free time with them, you start to get kind of a bit better sense for who they really are. So, uh, that's 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 a big part of why I, I actively. Want to go back and uh, fill out the report cards, which is basically making sure that you, you've you done all of the dialogue, uh, dialogue with every character. Um, mm-hmm.
1: They open up like a non class yeah. trial thing where it's just like, oh, just live your school life with everybody.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I, 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 I might do that in the future just so that I can hang out with these characters again. What so that, I think that's. That, that like
3: salmon mode or something? I
1: can't the remember. Salmon, something like that, salmon like, mode. Oh, I thought it uh, was
0: just like school mode.
1: No, they they have, like, a dumb name for it. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll look it up. Keep I, going. I always wanted, like, when I first played it, I wanted, like, my choices to have an impact on the story or something.
0: Yeah. yeah. There have been a couple of it. times where they kind of, um, think that it's going to have an impact on the story. And then I, I'm, i like, I get stressed out. And so then I Google it. And, and then it's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't really matter. That was just like
1: a fake choice, a fake out. Um, or if I could like, if I spent time with somebody and I learned something about them, if I could use that in a class trial or something right. like that, yeah, that
3: would be nice. But yeah. um, to step but back, I think, sorry, one sec. Uh, in in it's specifically in V three. It's called Love Across the Universe. Duncan Salmon team.
0: Bless. Uh, Salmon <laughs> team.
3: Bless indeed. Sorry for but, interrupting. <laughs> No, you're good. That was important. <laughs> no, that's good. Um,
1: Put a salmon we'll mode in every game. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, every game needs one. Um, what are you going to say there? Uh, I, th- I think the thing that was that was kind of making me stressed out about um, the the first game, and actually, what ended up making me not play it is that there's basically so many characters at the start. You know, people are start going to start dying. So you're just like, there's a lot of indecision. Like, who do I talk to? Who do do I I think is going to
1: die next? Who
0: do I think (laughs) is going to die next? Do I talk to them or do I pick like who's going to last so I can get all the way through that person? It's so basically the the fact that there's like a separate mode that's like you can fill that out on your own time makes me feel a lot more like, okay, I can just kind of chill out (laughs) about about that, because I, I because you get to the free time in the first game and you're just like. Okay, there are so many people I know who I want to talk to, but like, will they die? Well, should I talk to somebody else who's going to die? Do I have die? a
1: gift to give them? Should I have find to find like, a gift.
0: Blah, I have blah, blah, to do blah. this whole like uh gotcha machine to get presents. It's yep. anyways. <laughs> so, uh, but but I think that the fact that I think I think it's pretty easy to get kind of stressed out about that if you're. I guess if you're someone like me, but um, the fact that there's a separate mode makes it, uh, makes sense or makes it hmm. a lot less stressful to, to go, okay, I, I don't need to optimize this. I can just talk to the characters that I, I want to talk to.
1: For sure. All right. Well, that's but one and two. We'll be back with more talk about three.
0: But, yeah. And I'll, in I'll the talk. Future. We'll find out if my, Um, predictions for two are right. Um, this, this may or may not age well, but, uh, Sonia, nevermind, best girl. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if she ends up killing anybody or dying next, but she's, she's fun. She's been dead the whole
1: time. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I would be like, you know, like that could conceive. If I knew you weren't joking, I'd be like, wait, is that a spoiler?
1: (laughs) Am I joking? Who knows? (laughs) 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 <laughs> All right. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, uh, ooh. I ooh, ooh. I don't think I like this quite um, comes to the like this isn't quite up there with Zero Escape, but it comes pretty dang close. And oh, it, it just, just made, you wait! <laughs> but it just but it just makes me realize that uh, murder mystery visual novel is like uh, the subgenre that I I love very much.
1: Yeah, murder mysteries are great. And like, again, the only thing I wish is that I had more agency in the story. Uh, I don't mind like going through like a predetermined story. But when I went in, I wanted to have more of an impact.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. And
1: but it's okay. Still a great time.
0: It's it's extremely fun.
1: Well, next on our list. May I also recommend Raging Loop someday? (laughs) All right. Raging Loop is that on everything? I know it's on like Switch and PC. Is it on anything else? I played it on Switch. I don't
3: know about elsewhere. Okay. Well,
0: I will. I will pick that up because I, I, I Google. I, I legitimately Googled games like Zeroscape and Danganronpa the other day, so <laughs> that I could play more games like this. So,
1: well, in the meantime, Pat, you weren't here last week. mm Hmm you got you got a a little little cornucopia games to share with us today
2: yeah although pretty much all of them were played this week week yeah no i did start playing one of them last week again yeah um so yeah i will get uh the oldest game on this list out of the way first because i don't have a ton of stuff to share on it but uh Earlier last week, or I guess it was a few weeks ago now, that my partner started um, playing WoW Classic
4: again. What are you Old doing? A
2: classic. <laughs> um, uh, well, she just really loves the, like, she has mm-hmm. played a lot of that game in the past, significantly more than me, and one of her friends was playing it, and it was like, it's it's a very good quarantine game. Um, like, yep. it fulfills a lot of similar... Um, it tickles a lot of the same brain nerves I think that like Animal Crossing does because there's a lot of like you're running around, you're collecting things you're um, the fights are very methodical and stuff attacked by giant spiders and then her friend was like well I gotta log on to retail and do some of this stuff last week and was explaining some of the stuff and I was like wow that looks kind of cool and uh, so I was like yeah I'll give give it a try again and um, so then we ended up playing like a lot of current modern World of Warcraft and it's very funny because um, you know aside from fuck Blizzard for all of the the Blitzchunk stuff but aside from that at BlizzCon last year I was making I just like relentlessly made fun of the trailer for the new expansion for a while because I was like this is so stupid Why are they releasing yet another expansion? Who's going to do this? Turns out the stuff that's coming in that expansion sounds really cool. And basically like the full transformation of WoW into WoW 2, even though it doesn't have a two on the end of it. Um, And the way that game, that game at this point is like a really cool co-op open world RPG, basically, um, because it. Part of it is that there's a double XP event right now, but we are like, I'm like level 82 now after playing for a week and a half. What's it go up to now? 120 or something? 120 is the cap. Yeah. Um. And, but, and, and so like, basically because of the way they scale the world now, everything scales to you. So you can do any zone you want whenever you want. So it's kind of like, you know. Skyrim or something where you can just go anywhere in the world that you think looks cool and then start playing that content. Um, and, uh, it still is a very like skill rotation action bar heavy game in terms of the combat. And it's still a lot of like, Oh, I got this thing that gives me another plus four damage or whatever, but, uh, it's pretty fun and satisfying to clear those zones. Um, the writing is pretty good in Warcraft, like in WoW, that's always been the case. So the quest descriptions are pretty funny to read. Um, and it's just generally like a. I don't think I would want to play it with more than one other person, but like to go around the world and do quests and stuff. But playing with two people means that the quests are like super fast. So you can just sort of play these zones and then go and get a totally different aesthetic somewhere. And like it feels different. Um, and uh there's a lot of cool stuff. That's like fun carrot on sticks to chase in the most recent expansion. That's out, even though that was generally pretty middling to a lot of people. Um, they have these like, they're called allied races where you build rep with certain factions and, um, then you can play as a sort of like slightly different. It's kind of a reskin, but it's cool. Reskins of existing races that have different traits and, um, like unique abilities and racial mounts and stuff. So, um there's just it's it's fun to play and the new expansion is wild because they're crunching the level curve back down to 60 is the cap. Um and making it so that each level takes longer to earn, but each level you get far more meaningful Rewards. Mm. um So you're making choices like every two or three levels instead of like every 15 levels like it is now. And the weirder thing is, you can, if you want to, you can just play it like it is now with the curve down to one to 60 and 50 being like the start of the Shadowlands content, which is the new expansion. You could just go around Azeroth like you can now and play any content, it'll scale. Also, though, you can start a character and there is a new starting zone for Horde and Alliance. That's just like a single starting zone for each faction instead of the racial starting zones. And while you could go to your racial starting zone, you can also just start in that starting zone. And for the first 10 levels, you learn to play your class and learn all the mechanics. And then from there, you can talk to this time traveling gnome named Chromie. And you can just say like, She'll, she'll, she'll be like, Oh, this is what happened. This is the, there's, there's, this is what happened, uh, you know, in wow retail and like, or the first wow without any expansions. And then she can, she'll just send you on like the storyline of world of Warcraft. And then you can say, well, I want to know the story of burning crusade and she'll send you on the storyline of burning crusade. So you can still play it as an open world game if you want to, or you can have her, Time travel you to the different moments when the expansions were out to play their specific storylines on a more guided track, mm-hmm. um, which is a really cool thing, because wow story is is ridiculous and not something that is like, like I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's like secretly a really amazing story. It's it's like Kingdom Hearts kind of and that it's real dumb, goes all over the place and. And is really fucking comic Lots book and wild. Lots like of aliens and... Oh, yeah. Like, right now, there's a... The the world got... Sta- Sargeras just stabbed a sword in the world. So there's a zone in WoW now that just has this huge fucking sword sticking out of it. Like, real Ossur's Wrath-type shit mm-hmm. has happened in the last expansion. Also, there's it was, pandas
0: in some point. Just, yep. That's mm-hmm. all I know.
1: They live on the back of a giant
2: turtle. Yes, they do. Um, the 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 panda stuff was, like, when WoW's story started to really go off the rails prior to... like. Cataclysm was like, holy shit, this huge dragon fucking wrecked the world and like changed the face of the planet. Now it's like there's like the last expansion is like there's like a world that is sentient. And um, all of the worlds have spirits in them and these titanic space gods try to like crack open planets and like drink their spirit juice and Azeroth has super powerful spirit juice so Sargeras wants yeah, the spirit does. juice but there's like other titans that want to defend it and like there's like raids in space and stuff and like spaceships and th- it's yeah um, wait it are, is, the, are the
3: spaceships from Starcraft
2: no it's they're Sad. like I was gonna say are the zerg there or are the no no there's no tie in with that you would think this is not a like Starcraft three. Yeah, no. Um, so anyway, it's a I find the story enjoyable in the way that a kind of bad comic book can be or anime can be enjoyable and that it's like this is fucking ridiculous. it's It's over the top, but it's pretty well told. Again, like one thing Blizzard has is a good writing staff. They don't necessarily come up with the best stories, but uh their their dialogue writing and stuff has always been quite good. Um so anyway, I think the new expansion sounds interesting. Um, the new expansion is a little less cosmic. Uh, it's more like you go to the realm of the dead, which is fun because it means they can bring back lots of characters who have died. Um, and there's a new stuff like it sounds pretty huge in terms of the amount of content it adds. And um, they're adding this dungeon that's basically like a roguelike dungeon where it changes every time. And um you can play it solo or in a group and um, it's like different challenges. Every time you go through it, uh, it sounds like kind of like rogue legacy in a way. Cause you're like, there's certain things you can upgrade outside of the dungeon and stuff. So I don't know. It, it's been fun to play that game as like a co-op game with, uh, with my partner for sure. Uh, I think like, I'm not sitting here saying everyone should get into wow in 2020, but I I'm, I I will admit that I was wrong and it is cooler right now than I thought it was. Uh, Probably a dark time for a lot of lapsed wow players. Yeah. Um, and I think, whereas I thought the game was very much on its last legs after this last expansion was kind of received tepidly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, um, if anything, it sounds like as long as they can execute well with Shadowlands, it's sort of going to be the thing that maybe gives that game new life. Maybe not draws people back in, but gives He's that game new life, at least for people who have been playing it.
1: They're bringing wow back from the land of the dead.
2: Yeah, so basically. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know the comments fun and it helps that I'm playing with someone who is way better and more familiar with the game than me. Cause she's done everything basically, except for the most recent expansion. So, um, so she kind of can like help guide us. Like she'll, I basically be like, Oh, this sounds like a cool place to go. And she'll be like, yeah, it sounds great. And we'll go there. And, um, it, she's very good at help making the quests go fast without rushing too much. So, um, Yeah. So it's fun. Um,
1: well, how about you tell us about something new, Pat? God.
2: Yeah, so um, I've played a couple other games. I also kind of want to briefly hit on uh, a game called Spin Rhythm XD, which uh, entered RR early access. RXD?
1: Yeah.
2: Sport. Entered early access last Uh, fall and um, is still in early access, but they added uh, custom songs recently to it. So Mm. they had a big discount with that. So I picked it up this, this past week. It is a rhythm game. um, If that, if that wasn't apparent from its name, does it (laughs) it make
3: you go XD?
2: No, it has a difficulty mode called XD though, uh, which is like the ultra hard difficulty that, when you look at the leaderboards, it's clear that no one is maxing out the scores for that. <laughs> um, it is clearly very hard. Uh, it is one of the coolest rhythm games that I have played in a very long time. For sure. Uh, I think if you have any kind of um, love for that genre, you should absolutely check it out. Cause it's uh, it's doing some really cool things. So it's like very unique. Um, it's designed so that you can play it with any kind of controller. So you can play it with a mouse. I'm playing with a mouse and keyboard right now, which is actually really fun. As weird as that sounds for a rhythm game. Um, You can also play it with a, uh, a um, MIDI controller uh, Mm. that has a spin wheel on it. So Mm -hmm. if you have like a DJ, a MIDI DJ deck, you can play it with that. All that you need is to have a spin wheel with touch sensitivity. Um, And you can also play it with a Xbox controller or whatever. um, And it, and it works uh, I'm told it works with both of those. I need to try it with that.
4: Uh, no just DJ that Hero
2: controller. No <laughs> DJ Hero controllers don't work with it. But it's That's because weird. you need the wheel needs to be able to spin freely, like around and around. And the DJ Hero controller can't do that. It it has right. like locks. Um, so it almost would work, but uh, I think they're like kind of committed to the spinning, so that I don't know that they're going to uh, put that in. It also is just a very different game than DJ Hero. It sounds when you when you first hear about it, it sounds like it would be like the remedy for no DJ hero three, but, um, in reality it is, uh, v- very different and unique. So basically you have a lane that looks like any other rhythm game with notes that look kind of like guitar hero or rock band notes coming at you. Um, you have, you, you have a wheel at your end, and it has two colors, red and blue. Although I think there's colorblind mode, so you can change the colors. But um, and your the wheel rotates. For me, I'm using a mouse, so I move the mouse back and forth to rotate the wheel. Um, and the most basic action is to make sure that the notes coming at you, you have the color the wheel is split into like gates. So it's like there's red and blue alternating around the wheel. And the, each gate is like about half the width of the play field or the lane. So if you imagine like a circle, that's like red, blue, red, blue, red, blue, red, blue, and you're rotating it around. So the most basic interaction is to make sure that you have the right colored part of the wheel, um, sort of catching the notes that match its color, uh, which starts is very simple, but there's a lot of like fun, like, because it alternates you. If you have like something that's far on one side of the lane and one that's far on the other side of the lane, it might actually make sense for you to rotate further to the left to catch the next alternating color. Um, But that's just the most simple interaction. There's also tapping where you have to click the mouse button or push a button or tap your DJ wheel as a note comes over the, the, the wheel (laughs) Um, there are hold notes where you have to hold the button down and move the wheel with a trail. There's spin notes where you have, which are more common where you have to click and like drag the wheel in a spin. Um, obviously if you're playing with like a DJ deck, you would just touch it and spin it. Um, and then you always end up having to catch it. At the well, not always, but usually you have to then catch it with a tap note at the end. There are scratch sections where you hold the button down and move the wheel back and forth. Um, there's uh, there's off beat, like there's times when on mouse and keyboard you have to hit the space bar, but you could set it to whatever button you want, and it looks like a kick drum beat from Rock Band that goes across the lane. So ultimately, the result is like it you're it, you feel the music a lot because it's Uh, Got all these different kinds of interactions and they start to become the visual language is very strong. So they start to become like second nature and you get into that kind of flow state that you get with the best rhythm games. Um, I think it's super, super effective and fun. And the way they layer the difficulty is really great. Like easy difficulty is still fun to play. It just only uses like the match, tap and spin actions. And then normal, they start to add holds and then hard, they start to add the like kick drum spacebar beat. Um, and then when it gets to expert in XD, there's it's like it's it ridiculous. Um, and uh, it has an original soundtrack right now. There's 30 songs in the soundtrack. It's all um, variations on electronic music. <laughs> uh, so it has some like really cool artists like um, Two mellow and pegboard nerds and hyper potions. Um, it has some of the music from just shapes and beats in it actually, which uh, just a few tracks, but, um, those are really fun to play. Uh, and generally is like, if you don't like electronic music, you're probably going to not dig the soundtrack but they did just add custom songs as well so uh,
1: how does the custom song stuff work is it just put in is it like audio surf put in an mp3 and it makes a track or okay Um, so is it they have to
2: be authored you can the editor i haven't messed with the editor but i think the editor is pretty it's right there in the game menu it's not like a separate launcher so i think the editor is fairly easy to work with and um there is already a website up that uh called Spinshare where people are um, putting spin putting downloadable tracks and they they built mm-hmm. a custom tool so you can install the tool and it'll help you import tracks into the game so it's already got that infrastructure going it just needs more of those tracks built um, and it it thankfully is um, part of building spinshare is there is some sort of i'm not a dev so it was hard for me to parse some of it but in I'm in their discord and um one of the parts of the project was developing a tool to translate a lot of the stuff from OS into, uh, this. So if you have like awesome beat maps, then you can use them. You can get part of the way to translating them to a, um, spin rhythm beat map. Um, because there are some similar interactions in both of those games. Um, so it's really cool. I, I, can't recommend it highly enough. It's really affordable. It's $20 normally. I got it for like $12 on sale. Um it's uh they're it's still in early access. So they still have development to do. They said they're probably gonna be in early access for another six months or so. Um, but it is already super, super, super recommendable. I've played through this soundtrack uh one and a half times, once on, on easy, and then I'm working through it on normal. Uh, and it's just very, very satisfying to play. And it's a really good like break. I've been using it like If I start to lose focus uh, when I'm working, I'll play a song or two of spin rhythm rather than like look at Twitter or something (laughs) because um, the songs are really snappy and short and it's very easy to jump in, play a song and then jump out, take five minutes. Um, So, yeah, it, it just works well for that. And again, it's like one of the only times I've ever played a rhythm game with a mouse and keyboard and found it like my preferred way to play. So, yeah, that one I recommend quite heavily. Um, I assume it'll come to consoles at some point too, but I don't know if it'll come with the song editor. Uh, probably not.
5: Yeah. So
0: it, it's I'm assuming that PC is probably the way to go if you want the sound yeah. editor or song editor. Um, put, around, definitely put it on my Steam wish list, so. though. F- yeah. Around
1: April. Yeah. Around April Fools last year, someone put like how to get custom Beat Saber songs on uh, PS4, and I think it involved them like cracking an egg into their PC. That's funny like damn Uh,
2: but yeah the last thing that I can talk about a bit is I have been playing a lot of Riot's new team based tactical shooter Valorant
1: Counter Strike
2: Yeah, uh, it entered um, closed beta um, last week on I think the 7th was when they started giving out keys kind of en masse there was like a a very small intro closed beta group the week before that. But um, they had a weird method of getting into the beta, which I think we'll probably start seeing more now because um, it has led to a pretty successful beta where they were giving out keys to uh, people who watched Twitch streams, um, which was a little brutal because. <laughs> All I can say is I'm very glad that this happened while data caps are suspended uh, because I ended up having just having Twitch streams open for a long time. Um, But I eventually got in uh, last Saturday uh, or, yeah, it was like last Friday, last Friday or Saturday. um, And fortunately, have a group of people to play with um, because this game is a Counter-Strike. Like,
3: like very much so.
2: It is it is the foundation of the game is just counter strike. Like so, it is
3: so do you move faster if you're holding the knife? Yes. Okay. It's a counter-strike game.
2: Um the like <laughs> literally it is the 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 guide, I read a guide that really helped improve my game and it talked about how in Counter Strike when you strafe, you hold down both buttons and then release one. And I didn't know that because it's actually faster to stop if you do it that way rather than holding one button letting go, because your momentum carries. Yep. Um that is one of the only differences in Valorant at a base level is that in Valorant, it doesn't matter if you hold both strafe keys. Um, like you can just hold one, push one and it's the same stop distance from momentum, but the momentum stop is almost the same as it is in Counter Uh, it is the same kind of game where, um, you know, every round you're buying weapons, the weapons map to Counter Strike weapons. There is a, a powerful sniper rifle that kills people in one hit called the operator in Valorant. Um, there is a, a, the, the base bullpup assault rifle um, is called a bulldog, which is the same as the aug from (laughs) counter strike. Like it is the same game um, at its core as counter strike. And, you know, at first I was a little put off by that, but I actually think (laughs) blizzard valve and riot are companies that ape each other. like, Basically, they're all they've all built empires off of um, mods that their communities made in the late '90s and early 2000s. So, <laughs> like, it's That's not wrong. It's, actually, <laughs> it's 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 like you know, Overwatch's e- Team Fortress Two, which was a mod of a game, and um, like Hearthstone is is kind of taking a lot of stuff from. Uh, physical trading card games that legends of runeterra is building off of and um you know league League is a takeoff of dota and so i don't know dota it's, 2 is a takeoff of dota and artifact is a takeoff of hearthstone like yeah, yeah there's
0: just a lot of kind of intermingling with yeah ideas. So so turtles much,
2: all the way down so much of what they they turtles. do i mean i i it's in some ways in that in that that triangle I give credit to Valve because they tend to just hire the modders to make professional versions of their mods Um, but whatever I don't it doesn't bother me that 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 Valorant is Counter-Strike at its core because Counter-Strike is a game I love the concept of tactical shooters Siege and Counter-Strike being the most prevalent ones but the community around Counter-Strike is so off-putting to me at this point and it's so hard to enter that world Um, they're at a base level because Valorant is cartoony and bright colors and, um, you know, not terrorists and counter terrorists kind of thing. Um, it it is more appealing, uh, and kind of feels like a new entry point, even though it draws so much from CS. Um, so anyway, if you're not really much of a CS player, uh, These games are CS is and Valorant by extension is um, a five V five game there on the maps. There are bomb sites. One side one side is trying to plant a bomb. The other side is trying to keep them from planting the bomb and either time them out or defuse the bomb. Once it's planted, you have one life per round. So you also rounds frequently end just with one team killing the other team Mm -hmm. Um, in Valorant. The rounds are a minute and a half. I don't know for sure if that's how long the rounds are in Counter-Strike or not. Um, I haven't played. I've only played DMS and Counter-Strike in the last 10 years. Um, uh, so short. Um, they're very quick rounds yeah. and they need to be quick because the game is first to 13 wins. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Yes. Holy crap. So it is not short games. Uh, after 12 rounds, you switch sides um, and the economy resets. Uh, these games also have an economy. So um, every round, when you start the game, you have a basic pistol and a knife. Uh, and when you, uh, when you get kills, uh, when you win or lose around, uh, when you plant the spike is what it's called in Valorant, not bomb. Um, you get currency money that you use to buy weapons, uh, and armor. So, um, a lot of the game is managing when it's the right round to buy and sell. A lot of it is communicating it with your teammate. If your teammates all want to just roll with pistols to save for a round and they don't expect to win. Um, it doesn't make sense for you to blow all your money on an operator because you're not going to do a whole lot with that when the rest of your team has pistols.
3: So, oh, um, communicate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Question about yeah. the strictness of it. Can you pick up enemies weapons that they have dropped?
2: Absolutely. That okay. is a key strategy is right. if you survive and kill an enemy that has a better gun than you, you should pick it up because it's free money. Yeah. Um, Yep. That is absolutely a thing. The game, it, there's things like, um, you're wildly inaccurate when moving. You really need to stop and plant your feet before you shoot. If someone is spraying down a hallway at you, you're going to kill them faster. If you peek out behind the corner and stop moving, take aim carefully and fire, you're going to win the shootout over them spraying. Um, it's absolutely not a game about spraying bullets. It's a game about like very careful shooting. Um, I'm out. You can you you can die uh, in a couple of shots, even if you have full heavy armor. Uh, So it is it is very important to play tactically. There's a lot of concepts of holding angles where you don't really roam around the map. Um, Most of your team will probably be posted up holding an angle, um, waiting for someone to come around a corner or whatever. Um. That's why things like vision are really important and um, communication is really, really important because everyone needs to be on the same page. It's the first game in a long time where I've used public voice chat because you kind of have to if you want to win um, a team of five people that are not speaking to each other are going to lose to mm-hmm. a team that is even half the team talking to each other. Yeah. Um, I've only had one out of, a I don't know, 30, 40 games at this point, at least I've only had one instance where I had to like tell someone to fuck off and mute them. (laughs) Uh, uh, I would say to anyone joining, playing this game, if you're one in 12 at the end of a round, have one kill and 12 deaths, uh, maybe don't tell people how to play the game (laughs) and especially don't scream at them. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's cool. So the big difference, the biggest difference between counter strike and Valorant is that Valorant has character abilities and kits. Um, So, like Overwatch. Like Overwatch, but I am hesitant to compare it as heavily to Overwatch as you'll see people compare. Because, in some ways, it's more like League. um, Because the abilities are... um, they're, They're very situational. In Overwatch, it's like, if you're playing as Junkrat, you're probably throwing explosives everywhere all the time. Um, in Valorant the way you get so you have four abilities in Valorant you Wouldn't have
1: Wouldn't it be more like Call of Duty Black Ops and those mm, characters.
2: Really the abilities are like grenades in Counter-Strike, they replace that. There are no grenades in Valorant. Well there are, but they're tied to characters. Um, so to give you an example, the character that I'm playing is called Phoenix. Um, he's, I he's my favorite character by far. Um, is is that his he, last name?
3: Is his first name Marcus?
2: <laughs> uh, no, I think oh, his first no. name. <laughs> I think, <laughs> he he's he's like just a really cool like British guy that is super slick. And so he has every character has four abilities. You have one signature ability that you always have access to at least at the start of the round. How you recharge that signature ability? changes by character so like phoenix's signature ability is you hit the e key and he pulls out like a fireball and you throw it and then it it's like a molotov it lights a certain area of ground on fire and then he can stand in it and it heals him if enemies stand in it or your teammates stand in it they take damage there is no team damage from guns but your abilities do damage your team that's um
3: that's a very moba-y kind of uh
2: Yeah, Um, so that's his signature ability. To get it back, it comes back at the start of every round. But if you're in round and you want to use it again, you have to get two kills to recharge it. Mm. So that's how that recharges. He also has um, his if you hit C, he drops a wall of fire briefly that does the same thing as his ground fire. If he stands in it, it heals him. If enemies walk through it, it damages them. And it also blocks vision. Um, So it sort of is like a damaging smoke grenade from but because it has that vision block but it's in a straight line uh, so that costs 200 credits and you can only buy one of them per round so um you can save it between rounds even if you die but you can only buy one per round and it's oh, 200 credits
3: even if you die interesting
2: yes he also has an ability called curveball which is wild and cool where he snaps his finger and then throws a, a flash grenade around a corner but it curves And it's very specific how it curves. So like the first 10 games you play as Phoenix, you're going to bounce it off the wall and flash yourself uh, when you're trying to send it around a a door or corner. You also have to tell your team that you're flashing because it will blind them as well. And the blind is super short. So it's like in one motion, you got to throw it and then move around the corner and try to take a shot. Um, Those cost a hundred credits and you can buy two of them per round um, or save them.
3: Exactly. The same as counter strike. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yep, Um, And then he has an ultimate ability And every character, the way they refill Their ultimate ability is it has a certain number of Pips, you fill a pip By either getting a kill Dying, so you will get it Even if you suck eventually Or there are orbs around the map That are uh, considered Like objectives, like in a MOBA that you fight over Where you can collect them and get an ultimate Pip, Oh, so Phoenix's Ultimate is I thought it was like
3: crackdown
2: Oh, no. <laughs> they do kind of look like Crackdown Orbs. Phoenix's ultimate is you hit the X button. He um, says... Uh, I forget the voice line. It's like Overwatch. When you alt, they say a global voice line so the other team knows you're ulting.
5: I'm and,
3: shitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: and then Phoenix, for a pretty short window, you only get about like six seconds, maybe? Seven seconds, something like that. Um, you You can move around shoot as normal but if you die or if the timer goes out you go back to the point that you ulted from so it's like a free life to go Mm. and scout basically and you can still shoot guns so you can scout and get a kill um and you it's free you're free to move in that time um because if you die you're just going to go back to where your body was so there's like a healer character whose signature ability is she heals someone and she has a 35 second cooldown on her heal, which in a Minute and a half round means she will at most get to use it twice. Um, her ultimate is a res. Her C is a crystal wall that blocks vision, and you have to shoot through it to get through it. Uh, and then her... Um, what is her other... Oh, a slow field. She, like, throws an orb, and it breaks into ice on the ground. and it slows people. There's characters... There's a character named Cypher who can throw a camera at a wall and um then he can look down the camera to see vision on a on an angle um and there's a character named Sova whose alt is like he fires three arrows through walls that you that that go through walls and damage people um so basically these character abilities make give you a clear this is what i think makes the game more approachable than counter strike is you pick when i pick phoenix i know that it's going to be my job to go first and to flash stuff and to um to to alt to get scouting done and stuff like that Um versus going into counter-strike and it being like, well, first now we have to communicate what our roles are going to be. Um, and then I think the character abilities are also just a fun twist on, they give the game for me, I'm more excited about its lifetime because they're going to add new characters and stuff. So right. that means there'll be new pieces to learn. Um, but I think it's a, pretty brilliant game from a gameplay perspective. It's, you know, it's borrowing parts from other things. So it's hard to say it's like the most original game, (laughs) but, uh, but it's, it's, it's been really fun to play with people that I know I've so far played with at least one friend at a time. Um, But most of the games that I've played have been with four or five people all talking in discord and really communicating about stuff. I'm learning lots of terms. Like I never knew what the term lit meant. I mean, I knew what the term lit meant, but I didn't know what the term lit in a video game meant. (laughs)
4: Um,
2: Because it turns out it's a lot faster to say Sage is lit 45 on site at B than it is to say I dealt 45 damage to Sage at the B site. Uh, And um, uh, I'm learning about like more about like angle holding. I bought a giant mouse pad um, (laughs) because as someone who's mostly played. Modern Warfare and Overwatch for shooters the last couple of years. Um, I played with play with like high sensitivity, but it turns out in games like this, you actually want like mm-hmm. low ultra low sensitivity. Yeah. So now I have this ginormous mouse pad. And when I play Valorant, I have to move my arm like six to eight inches to turn around, <laughs> which is weird, but it's, it's becoming very natural now. And I'm really enjoying like, having that better understanding it's fun to learn about how like i always thought of cs as the like oh you have to be like an aimbot god and then you'll be the best it's fun to learn about how in fact actually it's all about positioning and like the skill ceiling for aiming you actually nail pretty early on compared to most players um like obviously there's insane pros that can just destroy but um it's fun to learn that it's that that it's so much more about communication and positioning and proper ability usage than it is about twitch aiming ability, which is cool um so yeah, I don't know it's it's fun it's good there's like nitty gritty stuff like it has um uh one twenty eight tick servers is a big thing mm-hmm. that they're like pumping up, which I don't know enough about um server architecture to understand completely how that affects ping times, but the idea is that um they want people playing this game to be under thirty uh, ping whenever they're playing it. Yeah, um,
3: that's good. Yeah, like it was it's pretty, cr- pretty common for like a hundred tick servers in most Counter Strike. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's pretty cool. It feels good. I don't get to play with that kind of ping very often because I'm playing with people on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So usually it centers to their it centers to a server in their region. Um, so, but I'm getting still getting like sixty millisecond ping, which is pretty good. Um, and, um, the couple of games that I have played solo or with people over this side, you do get 30 milliseconds of ping and it feels like it's amazing, um, for a game like this, for sure. Uh, it's very smooth. Um, so yeah, uh, I think it is, I'm excited to see it continue to develop. I think there's some interesting stuff. Like I've seen people complain about the visuals, um, there was a lively discussion on the Giant Bombcast this week about how the game, quote, looks like shit. And I've heard that from other people. And I think my response is like, I don't think you get it, my friends. Because, <laughs> uh, like, this game is designed to run on any kind of hardware. It's not. It's also
1: beta or alpha or whatever it the, is.
2: I don't think the visuals are going to change. Probably people not. keep saying that. But I don't think, like, There's a when you play it a lot, you start to really grasp like there is a reason that the abilities look very flat and it's because they're trying to do something specific with vision and control. So when Jet throws a smoke and it's just a flat gray orb, that's like they're not using particle effects because they want it to be clear that like. This is the smoked space. You can't see through it, and it's um,
1: probably much easier to design it that way instead of making sure that different graphical options all maintain the absolutely. same, yeah, level of um, like shit going on. Otherwise, you end up with like was it yes. Quake where everyone just turned all their settings down to like super low, and everyone's just triangles running around the map, or <laughs> yep. PUBG where um, people turn down their like.
3: Oh, you know, yeah, PUBG. The foliage. The foliage, and yeah.
1: Stuff like that.
2: Yep. Yeah. So I, I think, I that. actually, I actually hope they leave it the way it is. I think it looks fine. It's, it, it conveys information really, really well. The one dumb thing, well, the one dumb thing about the visuals um, is that uh, <laughs> they, there's the game sh- it has blood in it. I didn't even realize it was blood. It's just like a red, like, it's barely recognizable as blood, but it is important because it shows you when you're hitting unarmored segments of the body. So mm-hmm. later in the game it's it'll denote headshots for you. Um and there's a little audio cue too. But for esports events, they're requiring because for the first sort of like with league, they're not opening it up with like the Valorant Pro Series or whatever. They're it's they're they're going to be um they're looking to the community to to do tournaments um more like CS or Dota that they'll sponsor and support but that they're they're not they're not organizing their own league for it at launch because they don't want to that's it makes sense it's not great to say like we're releasing an esport game and join our esport league you kind of got to let the community like Figure determine it whether <laughs> yeah. it's yeah and then in a few years maybe they can take that effort hire those people and build their own league like they did with League of legends um but anyway for one of the standards for community events you have to turn off the blood uh mm. which is like why even why even put it in there in the first place in because there's still feedback it's sparks instead of blood mm. that fly off people just make that the default
0: <laughs> well yeah especially if that's like your default you're censoring, it, yeah. The,
2: the creators, oh. Pat, <laughs> they're censoring themselves, <laughs> they're censoring the community with their. It's, with it's, how really, you, it's so funny, that's bizarre. It that does seem weird,
3: weird though, like, I don't know, like, that seems like if you're playing a Dota or something or a league and like they're like, oh, but you have to turn off uh, last hit animations or something, like, like even if it's you're weird, like, for sure, yeah, like it's just weird.
0: And like why I don't is think it there? W- the exactly.
2: Process. That's the thing is I don't think it would have been weird if they just hadn't put blood in in the first place. And there's a lot of like, well, oh, it's because of Tencent, but like <laughs> whatever. It's because of ESPN. Tencent. It's, Tencent. it's not because yeah. of Tencent. They won't show Counter-Strike on ESPN because it's terrorists and counterterrorists and people's heads explode. So like mm-hmm. <laughs> that that is that is it is the reason they're having you turn off blood is because they want to put it on TV. Right. Um
3: well actually but, I'm not allowed to make any criticisms of Tencent because of the company oh, yeah. I work for. <laughs> so yeah, it's great. Good job. That, that sounds perfect.
2: Uh, anyway. Yeah. Given that, never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that I don't know. I'm, I'm super, I'm pretty hype on it. I, I'm hoping that my friends continue to play it. I think that's the thing for me is like, I need to have people to play it with. And so I'm not right. solo queuing all the time. Um, Yeah. But I'm also hoping I get good enough that I start to feel confident playing in solo queues. Um, Right now, matchmaking is a mess because it's closed beta. So they're still developing the way that they're tracking MMR. And there is an MMR system in there. So there's ranked. But there isn't ranked yet. Oh, Um, okay.
3: There will be. I guess I should
2: say they've been pretty quiet about how the matchmaking works from what I have seen. But when I play with. My there's I'm playing with a group of in total I think there's like let me think no, there's five of us now, um, but uh, for when like all when four of us play, um, it is uh we do pretty well we have really close games and um we win we're at like a fifty percent win rate just what you'd want when the fifth dude joins all of a sudden we. Get trashed, yeah. Because we're pretty sure it's because he has really high MMR, um, and he is significantly better at the game than the rest of us. So it's still fun to play with him. I'd rather play with him and get trashed and try to get better than not play with him. But, um, but but he's just better at shooters than the rest of us. Um, and and has been playing Counter Strike for a long time. I would
3: assume that the queuing, the way the queuing works, is that if you're five, it's going to match you against five. So the coordination between five people in the same Discord is always going to be better than just four plus a random.
2: Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you know, even we have pretty good, our communication is not really the issue when it comes to why we're getting trashed. It's more like, Oh yeah. It's just, Oh, now it feels like I'm playing against aim bots. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, cause they're just so good at it. Um, but, uh, so I think there, I suspect there is some kind of matchmaking happening, but it's, it's hard to say for sure. They are adding a ranked mode soon, they have done a really smart job, I will say. That seems weird um, for a, a beta.
4: But okay. I mean
2: it's to test it. It's to Yeah. The game the game is the game is out in like two months, so it's not a, gonna be a super right. long beta. Is
3: it gonna be um, free to play?
2: Yes. <laughs> uh and so far the model looks like uh it's almost entirely just cosmetics, unlike League. Um mm. you get there are nine characters in the game. You get five of them out of the gate. Um as you level up, you get you unlock two of them pretty quickly uh, within like five or six hours of play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to get the other three or two... Um, my numbers might be off. I can't remember off the top of my head. But to get the other characters, and I think this is going to be generally how you'll unlock characters as new ones come out, you have to activate their contract. And then um, you gain experience points. And the first four levels of their contract are uh, and there's always like an a, a, I assume it'll be like a battle pass when the game comes out right now it's like the closed beta rewards or whatever um there's that that you're leveling and then a character contract that you're leveling at the same time and the first four levels of the character contracts are cosmetics for like um player cards titles that kind of thing and then the fifth level you unlock the character um you can buy the levels for two dollars each two dollars each um maybe it's a dollar each but anyway so you can buy into the characters quickly if you want to but you can also unlock them for free and it takes some time but it's not like it's not as much time as like unlocking a league character for free it's way quicker than that it's like five or six hours to unlock a character maybe rather than like 20 so um, I think they mostly want you to unlock the characters for free less than buy them but the gun skins are fucking expensive <laughs> <laughs> They're, like,
3: worse than Apex
2: Legends expensive. You can purchase a bundle right now for $50 that has, like, five gun skins. What? (laughs) What, Are they (laughs)
1: cool? Do they have, like,
2: particle effects or something?
3: Do they shoot unicorns?
2: Uh, Uh, So they do change, like, reload animations. Like, they, they are... Cause, cause the silhouette of the gun that your opponent has doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. Right. Um, it's more the sound effect that matters. Yeah. So, um, so, so they do do some wild stuff with some of the guns and then the gun skins like level up and stuff too, um, and get like more elaborate. That's that's very Dota. Yeah. That's very Dota. I'm not going to say that the gun skins aren't very cool, but they're way too expensive. Just- do yeah, they level $50 up? Fifty
0: dollars for five like is per, absurd.
2: Yeah, they're about to they level up per account or
1: in a match? Per account. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because they've done some stuff with like League, where as you play yeah. with like some of the more expensive skins over the course of a match, as you level up, the skin will like change. Yeah, no, you but, actually
2: are using another currency to level them up. Oh in
3: God, this
2: game oh, that geez. you could buy with real money. Gosh,
4: okay, that's oh my God.
2: <laughs> that
3: just reminds me of like in I haven't played League, but in Dota they had the Arcanas and stuff. Like <laughs> like you had the PA Arcana, where as you got more kills, like it would go from blue to red and like stuff like that.
2: I am mm-hmm. sure they will do stuff like that with gun skins in this game. Too. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I will say again, like the art is very good for this, get the guns. And you know, the thing that when I scoffed at paying $10 for a league character skin years ago, mm-hmm. the thing that a friend of mine pointed out was if you play a lot of league of legends, you look at that character for hundreds, maybe thousands of hours. Yep. So $10 to make them look different is not that crazy. And I think the same thing is kind of true here where like, you're going to be like I will probably buy a Vandal skin at some point, which is the AK equivalent in this game, because mm. I use that gun every game a lot. So to make it look different and prettier is cool. Right. Um, and if
0: it's a good not pay to win kind of uh, free to play, right. then then it's like, you know, you're getting yes. a bunch of enjoyment yeah. out of it for free. So
2: totally. But I will say that the skins I'm not going to tell you that the skins are not wildly expensive. That uh, <laughs>
0: seems like a lot like.
2: I I I will probably end up buying some of them, and I will say for beta, they're doing a kind of cool thing where, um, uh, th- I don't know if it's a if you lose the skin, but any points that you spend in the beta are going to be. Um, they're going to come back to you at the end of the beta. You're going to get mm-hmm. them back. You don't get the money back, but if you bought $50 in points, you'll get $50 in points plus 20% on top of whatever you spent. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So that's neat. I think that they're thinking maybe Best they're going to change the prices on skins. And I don't know if you and get to I keep jack the skins them up. you bought. What? You know, see, maybe 20%. Oh, up. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I assume they're going to change this, the pricing on skins. So to get out in <laughs> front of that, they are saying, hey, don't worry, you're going to get your money ba- or your points back. Yeah. Uh, right. You'll, you'll, you want, you'll so. get your
0: money's worth, like even if the, we adjust this pretty significantly.
2: And it was weird that they did the Twitch stream thing to give people access to the beta. But also it meant that they had a, a steady stream of players coming in that they could control like super easily. Um. Yeah. And and I think it was really smart to do it that way because it meant that there was only the only time they had real downtime due to uh, server load was the first day,
3: it, and then it, they can also linearly kind of predict how many players are going to be totally. by the end rather than just yep. shoving all of them in at once. That's like I think that's a good idea too.
2: Yeah. So that has worked really well. It's meant that the gameplay has been really smooth. There's some bugs, of course. There was a hilarious bug where the character with the spy camera, you could throw this you could throw the camera a pistol and then the camera could hold the pistol and <laughs> shoot people from the camera, which is, that is extremely <laughs> broken. I like Phenomenal.
3: that. Uh, that's I, I kind
0: of I kind of dig that.
2: We threw but. one of when I was playing with my friends, we threw a shotgun, the shorty, the like pistol shotgun to the the camera and Did not get a kill. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, sorry. Uh, Does
3: does it shoot on its own?
2: No, you control it. Because when you... Because the camera will... And I don't know if this, how this is supposed to work because I've seen it work both ways. It's bugged one way or the other. But um, <laughs> you put the camera on a wall, and then it'll give you vision on the mini map down mm-hmm. a corridor. Yeah. But you can also take control of the camera oh, as that player okay. gotcha. to manually oh, sure. point it. That makes sense. So that was it. Would be holding the gun, and then you could shoot the gun that's from that. Really? Funny. I just want
0: to imagine being on the other team and being like, "Wait, wait that's a camera. That's a camera, <laughs> and it's shooting at you."
2: Yes. Like, uh, so there's been some bugs like that. There was a point on the map at one point where you could like hide your body behind some TVs up against a wall. So it was basically like you could get yourself stuck up there if you had someone boost you up with a um, crystal wall. That was one of the abilities. Yeah. And you could just hide up there. And it it's like in these games, verticals are hard to deal with. Like it's mm. it's it's hard to deal with someone being above you because you're. You have such a short amount of time to change where you're looking that it's to, it's goes from being like one plane of space to move your mouse across to being two. And usually you'll lose if someone is looking at you down from above or, or below you and you're looking yeah. up or whatever.
3: Um, to be fair, that also exists in Counter Strike. Well, I guess with that yeah. in mind, does it have like, how are the maps like, is there a dust two equivalent oh, that like everyone yeah, so, loves?
2: or is it just Um well there's three maps right now. Okay. So one of them is just Counter-Strike. It's just <laughs> it is like it's not like a 1 to 1 recreation of a Counter-Strike map, but it has that feel of it where it's two sites, there's a large building in the middle that you can use to kind of um like it's like almost symmetrical. There's two sites and then there's a two thing four. in the middle and you can kind of see it's got a heaven. That's what the Counter-Strike term is for a high point to look down from yeah. that you can it, see down into the site it. is there from two places Does it have a
3: short a and a long a
2: yes every site has a short <laughs> and long um and that's what they call them on the map officially too. Oh,
3: really that's funny
2: uh, yeah um there are specific room, like is there is, does dust
3: you have a hookah is that I'm not familiar with it if it does
2: okay there's a map in in valorant that has a room called hookah that this you like two at hookah is a pretty common term um so anyway there's that map that is very Counter Strike. Um, I guess in that map, actually there is a mid and then a site has a long and B site has a short. There's no, it's not symmetrical in that mm. way, but it is pretty strike. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then there is, uh, a map that has three sites. Oh, interesting. Which is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, and very hard to play at first. So it has a A, B, and C, um, with B in the middle and A and C, A and C each have a long and short. And then there's just mid for the B site and
3: breaking bad. Yeah. Uh, AMC. Uh Anyways.
2: (laughs) Um, And then the last, the third map is a two site map, but what's cool is it has a, A it has a A and B short and long for each site. Yeah. um, With, without the sort of middle, you can still get to the sites through a connected middle piece, but it doesn't have the same like raised thing in the middle. Um, But It has teleporters that are one way. What? (laughs) So you can rotate from A to B or B to A, but the teleporters are in different spots. And like, there's one teleporter in the middle that goes from A to B and then a teleporter that goes on the outside from B to A. Um, Mm. And the teleporter doors are, you can shoot through them. Um, You can't open them from the outside. So, but it makes a noise when you teleport. So someone will, if someone's standing outside of the teleporter, they'll know you've just come through. And they can spray through the door and potentially kill you, but they can't open the door to get in. Uh, so it's it, when you combine it with like someone can give you vision through a wall with an ability on a character and you can rotate through a teleporter. You can like teleport and kill them before you can even see them for real. And it's very cool uh, the way that that stuff works. But it is the maps are interesting for sure yeah so my hope is that they continue to come up with a unique idea for each map like this instead of just making a bunch of like th- it's fine if they only ship with five maps if each map is unique um is kind of my feeling so yeah that's kind of where I'm at with it right now I like it a lot uh we can talk in news they have some anti-cheat stuff that is uh yep tough
3: yeah I, um, I also have a key for this game but I'm not going to play it <laughs> not for the time yeah being. <laughs> uh
2: yeah, and um but but that's valorant and yeah. um i think Can you
0: see it think, becoming a big esport game like a lar- like a with a big sizable following
2: um i think it depends on how willing people are to leave counter strike behind kind of um there have been some notable pros who have already said they're doing that uh but i don't think i think that people are going to see this game and go Oh that's so the I like the art style and cuz the characters are cool even they're a little some of them are kind of samey but um they're they're cool uh and I think people are going to see it and go like oh it's it's got this like slick art style it's riot I should play this game and then they're going to play two games of it and go I hate this um yeah, I... because it is so <laughs> much a tactical shooter.
3: I also kind of worry, like, they're very much positioning it as an eSports game, like, from the get-go. Like, it seems like that's kind of what mm-hmm. it was designed with in mind. And the last game I can think of that did that was Evolve. And people were really into that for, like, a week or two, and then it just kind of crashed and died. And Which was, it was, was it was a good game. but
2: It was a good game. As someone who's into Evolve, I think this is a better game. Um, yeah. I think the thing it's going to do is i think there's probably a lot of people like me that exist that um like let's not get ahead of ourselves here of tactical <laughs> shooters not not necessarily like me like me but that like the concept of tactical shooters and well. want to play them but find counter strike impenetrable and siege is more approachable mm-hmm. than counter strike but the thing about siege is like the rounds are pretty long. So when you're bad at it, it sucks. Cause you end up watching people play for like four minutes yeah. before you get to spawn again. Yeah. And, um, it's also now siege has like five years of characters not that many, but like three, four, something like that. And each character passes like 20 bucks. So if you want to just like go all in and have access to all the siege characters, it's like a hundred dollars. It goes on sale a lot. So that's, not yeah, they've the got case, bundles and stuff, but the bundles are weird. And it's, exp- I mean, seriously, as someone who like checks in on siege every year or so, and I usually just like get the characters that have come out just because I don't want to want, I don't want to be in a position where I want to play that game in three years and I have mm. to spend $80 to get back in. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather spend 20 bucks a year <laughs> at some point. Um, it's expensive to get into siege now if you haven't played it at all. Um, and you really do want the breadth of characters cause siege characters get more interesting every year. So like it kind of sucks to just be able to play the base characters. So the fact that Valorant is free to play and kind of like Counter-Strike players are going to be better at it from the jump, but if they can do smart things with matchmaking, like right now, if you want to start playing CS, there is no one bad at CS for you to play with. That's kind of (laughs) how it is. Matchmaking aside, everyone is good at it. But if a bunch of new people who are new to the game come to Valorant and, they develop good matchmaking tools that actually put you in matches with people that are at your skill level That's that could be like sublime That's the reason I think Modern Warfare is so good at its core is because it has really good matchmaking yeah. no um, but
1: haven't you heard skill based matchmaking is a blight on video games <laughs> well
2: I beg to differ and
1: I think that Riot would and, and probably and streamers just too. want to stomp people they don't want to fight people who are good uh,
3: but if you, uh, you stream snipe them you're banned forever
2: yeah <laughs> i really think though that the uh the the fact that the rounds are only a minute and a half is going to be super helpful for uh for for people to be able to stick with the game because you get another chance much faster than you do in something like siege um
3: yeah mm-hmm.
2: and as long as the com- the big the big if though is like you do have to talk to your team and if the community goes to shit and gets super toxic right. like i said i've only encountered one person who sucked and they were even like they weren't saying like. Slurs or anything. They just yelled at me at one point, and I was like, "I can't focus when uh, someone's yelling at me." Riot and so, has developed a lot of tools for dealing with toxic
1: players uh, in their chat and stuff. I don't know how well it works with the voice. Yeah, I can't remember if they added voice to. Did they add voice to? League? I think there I is remember. voice in League now. But uh, like they'll chat, suspend you, and say you can listen, you can see the chat, you can't, you can't type anything though because you've been a dick, or you can only type like certain like phrases or have like predetermined things you
2: can send. Um,
3: I will say that
2: Valorant does have yeah. a pinging system. Um, so, and it seems to work okay. Uh, if you hit Z, it pings and the default ping is just danger. So like you can very quickly ping where there's an enemy. Uh, if you're looking at a direction. Will
1: Robinson ping, <laughs>
2: Um, and also someone said the N word in chat in a game. I was not in this game, but I saw a news story. Someone said the N word in a game and they were banned before the game was, un- was over. <laughs> so like banned from the beta for forever. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, their 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 moderation tools right now seem to be pretty good, but it's also uh, compared to what it could be at launch a pretty small pool.
3: Yeah, so,
0: right. It's it's very early to see where the community is going to be at in several months or when yeah. it, it goes yeah. out of beta.
3: Yeah, we'll see if they end up with like low priority queues or whatever. But that's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hope it goes well, and I hope it doesn't go the way of lawbreakers or something where. Everybody streams oh, it for a month and then it just dies. On yeah,
2: the I mean, and it's interesting because people clearly like don't get it. Like I saw yeah. people on Twitter that were like, you got paid to stream this and it's like a fucking course they got paid to stream it. what do you think streaming <laughs> yeah, that, as a career is <laughs>
0: that, that happens for like every game like that raya
2: paid these streamers yeah. a lot of money to stream the game and then enticed people to watch it with closed beta access that is why it had 1.7 million viewers like
0: that yeah That no that's like but it's not like the first time anybody's paid no. someone to stream a game like that's it's an it's, advertisement. It's, extremely, yeah. com- it's, extremely, it's common. extremely common. This won't be the first nor will it be the last time that streamers are paid to do this.
2: It's They weren't like moderating what streamers could say. I watched one stream where there was a person who was like, "I fucking hate this game and I'm going to keep playing it to make sure everyone gets keys, but like I don't enjoy it." <laughs> so like
0: Right. And I mean like that's happened on on YouTube for years. That's it's like It's Hasht- it's hashtag the, #ad. <laughs> It's where the time. It's it's where the times are. It's like the gaming influencers or whatever. To you know,
2: it's like getting mad at 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 like CBS for putting on an ad during a football game. Like, right,
0: oh, right. Of
2: course they're getting paid. Like, oh, how do you think streamers make money?
0: Right. WWE. Not
1: from- you only showed the Snickers commercial because they paid you.
0: It's like yeah, I. I of course, like if I yeah. they hadn't paid me, I wouldn't have shown that commercial. Like,
2: but it'll be interesting to see how yeah. how how it after the closed beta stuff is done, how the viewership holds up.
0: Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's, well, especially since you know, if if your if beta keys are tied to viewership, then that is obviously going to drive viewership up. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
3: yeah. But are they like, going to be league? like? Sorry,
1: uh, I was just going to say, league is like so. I don't know what its stance or standing is now, but it's been like the most popular kind of esport for the most part at
2: least as far as i recall globally uh, yeah but, no it held the, it yeah. held the record Extremely for popular it and, held but, the record but, for um a consecutive hour or like concurrent hours watched or something like mm-hmm. it didn't have concurrent viewers because yeah. that's still fortnite but it had but, the for the longest time
1: yeah yeah but and that's got it's like so much more in terms of like character appeal for like people who want to cosplay. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be people who want to cosplay as these characters from Fowler. There's always people there are people who cosplay as battleborn people for God's sakes. Uh, but
0: <laughs> man, imagine uh, spending you, like thousands of dollars on your battleborn cosplay.
1: Like uh, <laughs> I hope no one did that, but I, I just, I don't know if it can get to that league Level because like we were talking about earlier with like the accessibility stuff if or not accessibility but like how accessible approachable approachable that's the word I want mm. how approachable the game is if people can because like anyone can get into league pretty easily and have a good time most people and like there are different things you can do arams or you can just mess around in solo queue and get yelled at but yeah. if you find a character you like you have fun it's there's there's a lot of options oh, there yeah. There's not so many with Valorant, so I wonder I sus- if it'll have that wide appeal. That I suspect a lot of like death does. matches
2: eventually. Yeah.
1: That that'll make it a little more. Also, yeah, uh, but I but will that pull the same appeal that like League did?
3: Yeah, and I think looking at viewership right now is not worth anything because nope. yeah, like most less. people are going to be like Pat, where they just had a stream on in the background and weren't necessarily watching it, or people have set up Twitch bots to just right. collect well, keys and, yeah. and deliver also, them to people. Also, it's
1: a weird. So. Time where everyone is home, yeah, or most people are right. Home. So, yeah,
0: so uh, people uh, have time to put streams on.
3: Yeah, so I think it'll be a better question yeah. in six months. Mm-hmm.
2: And I mean, if you were to now, anyway, that this because they're opening up beta access, um, I could start streaming and turn on drops, and people could get keys from watching me. Oh, it's not just a specific set of streamers yeah. anymore. It's but anyone streaming the game, if you put a, if I logged on and started streaming without drops enabled, no one would watch my stream. Yeah. <laughs> Like why on earth would they watch me if they can't get the beta from me? Totally. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, in fact, there were streamers who were doing like, um, like certain, um, streamers who have, uh, may or may not have, um, committed, uh, crimes while streaming, uh, were streaming the game and claiming they had keys in the title without actually having being a partner or having drops enabled, um, to try to snag viewers.
4: Uh, and,
2: um, I'm surprised Riot I think was in a position where they could not ban per- person said person cuz they happened to have like a television show and shit but also um I Weird. hope that I hope that there was some PR communication that occurred yeah. there.
0: Yeah, that's that seems really crummy. <laughs> mhm.
3: Anyways, Valorant. <laughs> yeah. It's it cool. seems cool. Well, I'm sure we'll Holy hear crap. more about it. We talked for that about that for 50 minutes. <laughs> I know, I didn't mean to talk about it for quite that long, but it yeah. is, I mean, it's
1: a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a notable release. It's yeah, very it's, notable, it's, it's a big
0: It's a very big thing ga- that's coming well, out right now. I gotta
3: say, it's well, one of the more interesting releases of 2020 thus far.
0: I mean, yeah, but that's about,
3: <laughs> there's I mean, not, there's not a also,
0: lot of competition right yeah, now in other, 2020.
3: Other than Murder by Numbers. You want, oh, you want to talk yeah. about an interesting mm. release?
0: What?
1: All right. Why do I tell right you on, about Jeff. All right. Uh, do this. Let me tell you about my trip to the bathroom earlier. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> no, tell me about it. What happened? Uh, yeah. Had
0: fun.
1: Did you walk? Oh, yeah, It was great. Did you roll? Did Do you cartwheel? You know, some, sometimes you got to walk before you got the runs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Valorant.
4: Anyway, Valorant yeah. Sometimes, if there's, you, if you run no, in Valorant,
2: you make too much noise. So there's no,
1: yeah. there's no poop jokes that I have seen. Thus far in Final Fantasy VII, I've still got one chapter left. That mm-hmm. could change. Mm-hmm. Uh, things could take a turn for the potty humor. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about story stuff too much. Uh, Pat hasn't had the chance to play it yet, well, and he's trying soon, to avoid hopefully.
3: that. I, I'm interested in one um, story thing. Before if you guys I, want to talk and, about and story too,
1: Well, is it about the end? No. And because
3: we talked about this game last week, so people probably have a general overview of what the game is. But now that you're deeper in and you're like pretty close to the end and you have played the original, have you seen like, have the differences been notable? Have the changes they've made felt significant? Yeah.
1: So if they're, yes, uh, to what end they're significant, I don't know if that will become apparent in this game. I am I am told in this final chapter is where it really goes off the rails. Like I just got the mm-hmm. no screenshots, no video of this chapter, like notification from the PS4 where it's like you can't mm. record anything. Uh so I assume that's where shit's about to really go off the rails. Yeah, it's all going real. Pretty I mean, subtle. Like there <laughs> there've like where I'm at, there have been some like weird uh changes from the original that it was like, oh, huh, I wonder what that character is up to. Oh, huh, why are they here? What was what just happened? Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's will I get answers? I'll find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Um, what this game? It it got a lot of like really positive response from like critics and the media in general Mm
4: -hmm.
1: i think maybe a little overblown I, i i think it's good i'm enjoying my time with it but there are also some parts of it that just aren't good i don't know if they outweigh the um overall like fun i'm having with like the writing and the combat but Some of the, like, the mechanics of getting around the world, I think I mentioned last time, are just, like, PS1-ish in their, Mm. like, control and the pace of how you move through stuff. Like, I'm going to do these monkey bars, and it's going to be very slow, hand over hand. Like, Cloud, you can jump, like, 20 feet in the air. What are you doing? (laughs) Just jump over to that chandelier or whatever.
2: Uh, I mean, that sounds like the original in... yeah and that's
1: that's not great Uh, there's a
2: specific sequence like that in the original where you have to slowly climb hand over hand and you're like you just jumped like 40 feet off a train 10 minutes ago
1: but like that's like understandable from like the uh the power of the ps1 and like the fidelity of those games and whatnot how they controlled they they could do much better in uh 2020 i would hope but maybe not uh it's it's kind of like the kingdom hearts three thing where i was like oh this game is going to play so it's perfect ex- exactly like a ps2 game and it did play exactly like a ps2 game it was a little more fluid with the combat but like the traversal and like all that stuff I was like oh yeah no this is this is just a ps2 game uh so yeah like pushing boxes and like solving puzzles is not great uh, this is the first game where I've really been like, why do I have to hold a button to like do an action? Mm-hmm. It's like open this door, hold triangle. I'm like, why, what, yeah. what is this accomplishing? Um, So stuff like that is just like kind of bugging me. It's not making me dislike the game, but it is, it has been like, why do I have to hold triangle for three seconds to like pull this lever to open a, like an elevator or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. I saw a sequence involving some, a computer, uh, with two levers that, that sounds it's, infuriating
1: <laughs> it, you only do that the one time as far yes, as i can it's
2: tell like a and bespoke it's, lever interface that you use yeah. one time in the whole game and it's and it doesn't even work the way they imply it does uh no it does uh well uh, it It, I I had no troubles with that. Okay. I saw people saying they tried, had to try it like 30 times or something, but they could Uh, have just been not grasping it. They need to get their eyes checked.
1: (laughs) Uh, But it is, it is one of those things where it's super simple. But if you just don't look in the right place, uh, which is if you, if basically if you look at the center of the screen, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. So the, like, the mechanic stuff outside of combat has been pretty hit or miss for me. Mostly miss. Um, just because like their platforming stuff and like their animations in the section I'm currently in, there were a lot of like, okay, I need to have this character do a thing for me, but to get that character to do a thing, I have to go stand in a spot and then that character has to walk over beside me. And then they have to like get into their ready animation then I can hit the button to send them to do the thing that they need to do. It's like, why
4: mm-hmm. do I need
1: to take this extra five seconds when I could just walk over there, hit the button, and then like warp them behind me and then have them? It was just.
4: Yeah, this a really sounds of very
1: like
0: PS One level game design in terms of like yeah. a pressing a button would do. You don't need to hold it.
1: Yeah, uh, so a lot of stuff like that has just been irking me, but. I think for the most part the combat encounters, uh, especially in the latter half of the game have been really fun and interesting. Uh, The bosses, especially the fodder enemies are kind of whatever, but the bosses do a lot of really neat, like unique mechanics. So they're not all just like, Oh, get the stagger gauge up and then beat them up and use their elemental weakness. There's a lot of like targeting multiple points on a boss and you know, uh, taking those out or like trying to get a shield down or just utilizing unique mechanics in each fight, which feels really satisfying when you figure them out. So, uh, that's really great. Uh, and then being a once I've gotten some of my other characters leveled up, like Tifa has become so fun to play as in combat. Whereas early on when I tried playing as her at the beginning of the game, I was just getting my ass kicked. But now late in the game, I've got so many tools at my disposal. I can like put down this like trap orb and then I've got elemental materia. So when I punch people really fast, I get their stagger gauge up and I can do like cancel into another move and power up my attacks and all this stuff. It feels very dynamic. Uh, Whereas if I'm playing someone like cloud is just, he's got a lot of sword moves. He's, he swung the sword real good or Barrett just like he shot a bunch but he does have some other moves where he gets like Mm. up close and like does an uppercut with like uh, different weapons and stuff it's funny because he's got some melee weapons but you can use all your like shooty shooty moves with the melee weapon so you're just like I've got a big wrecking ball in my hand but I'm shooting a bunch of bullets out of it (laughs) okay that's interesting uh so yeah the the combat has been very fun and I'm looking forward to figuring or I'm looking forward to seeing what the end of this game is cuz I hear it's buck wild and I I want to know I I want to see how they set up for the sequel uh very much because I'll, I'll be there for the for the sequel the next one Probably the next one after that, unless they like really screw it up. But because uh, Alex did say he ex- after he read the ending, he expects me to hate it, uh, which I have been known to sour on games in the final moments, <laughs> in the last uh, the last stretch. So I think we'll see. I think
3: specifically for you, it's in the execution. I think the concept oh, yeah. behind what happens is very interesting. Um,
1: Uh, Nomura is, at least in my
3: opinion, prone to botching execution. Yes. But I do think it's an interesting concept that they go for. Okay.
2: Maybe uh, your brain is prone to botching the execution of understanding is genius. uh,
1: (laughs) he, he, he He needs an editor or someone to go, hey, it'd be way cooler if you did it this way.
2: I don't think there's any argument to be made by any living person that that he does not need an editor he obviously mean, yes <laughs> he clearly <laughs> he, could use someone, someone next to him to saying go. stop
3: saying okay no, we need
1: something like he needs someone to tell him when to hit the gas because he he hits it at the wrong time
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay Nomura this one this character is looking great but can you put three less belts and two less zippers
0: I don't know where they wouldn't need a belt or zipper. They're they're mandatory belts.
1: Yeah, Uh, two more. Okay. Barrett does have like four to five buckles, like a like a the the... four
3: to five nipples.
2: No buckles. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to four to five nipples is a good name for an episode of podcast. I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't remember there being a lot of... I guess uh, Aerith kind of has a belt on her jacket. There's not a lot of belts or buckles in this game.
0: Okay. but So he's showing restraint.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: I, uh, he's staying true to the source material. Um, Going, back
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to his origins.
0: Going back to my roots where I only what had What was few?
3: Nomura's first
2: <laughs> Final Fantasy game? It
3: might have been seven. I don't remember. It was,
2: that was the first one he directed, I think. Yeah. Did he really? Jesus, no way. Was he really? He was. He was there before that. Yeah. But, um, let's see. I'm, he I'm also fervently a searching. Debugger for FF4. Oh my god. Um, Games
3: directed by. He
2: designed the monsters in Five. Oh no. Um, he became the graphic director in Final Fantasy Six.
3: Okay, he wasn't uh, the
2: he He wasn't
3: the director of original seven.
1: Character design, monster design, scenario concept, battle visual director.
3: Wow, yeah, For Final Fantasy seven. Yeah, yep, yep, boy. Oh, he was also on Parasite Eve. I didn't know that. Anyway, yeah, I was
2: gonna say, you know, what we need
3: what Parasite Eve. It's a new Parasite Eve. Yeah, sure.
2: Uh, actually, a remaster of the original Parasite Eve is what I want.
3: Wait, numero, numero? but like
2: an RE2 style remake of Parasite Eve, not like just.
3: Numero was the graphic supervisor for Mario Hoops 3-on-3 3 3 for the Nintendo <laughs> DS.
2: That's why that game fucking rips. Clearly. <laughs> that's
0: a wild. Uh,
3: that's weird. Okay. Uh,
0: quick question about Final Fantasy. Um, this might yeah. change uh, after you get to the ending, but since there are some clear differences between uh, original <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake would you suggest to uh, other people that they play the original first or go straight into a remake?
1: That's a, that's a hard question because uh, I was talking about this before the podcast. Uh, There are some things where having not finished the final chapter of the game, I don't know how much they're going to elaborate on or like be like, okay, here, all this shit you just saw Here's what it is. here's what it means uh because there could they kind of hint at a lot of mid game stuff from the original early on, and you just won't if you don't have experience with seven, you'll just be kind of like, "What the fuck is any of this? What's <laughs> like- happening uh and so I don't know if they. Deliver and like help you make sense of that. So is it like because again, is, this game. It, is it
3: like a whole faction that just gets introduced that you're not familiar with up until that point or something? Uh
1: kind of actually, mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, I think
2: I, I think I kind of can infer based on what you're talking about the stuff they they allude to. Yeah, um, which I would also say, having not played remake, I will tell you, Final Fantasy VII. Has not aged well. See, that's the
0: thing. Is that like all this talk about it is making me interested. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have Final Fantasy VII on uh, on Steam, and I played a couple hours of it, and I just could not get through it.
2: it yes. Yeah,
1: so, so this game is like six to eight hours of the of the first or of like the first disc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you could i don't know if you want to dedicate that time to get through that and see uh
2: because so what i would also say about final Fantasy seven it has not aged well i think if you can get over the visuals um it part of the problem is that that game takes about in in Mm -hmm. my opinion it takes about 10 hours of playing that game before you start to understand why it's good
0: <laughs> i mean that's kind of final fantasy in a nutshell
2: i'm totally and jrpgs to an extent right. like oh for sure the thing that makes final fantasy 7 in my opinion like a great game still and the part that has aged well well, well it has aged for <laughs> sure uh, <laughs> um is but i think it's still good is um the character development system for how you like grow your party is really interesting um And the Materia system just in general is really cool and still pretty unique. Um, There's not a lot of games that have adapted that style of character development and and specialization. So that stuff that I think is awesome and still holds up. And the actual... Fights in Final Fantasy 7 I think are still really good once you get past the early slog of just hitting the attack button over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Which is like a good several hours. That's um, why Final
1: Fantasy 8 is better because you got the R1 to shoot the gunblade when you hit. It's more engaging. <laughs> Boom.
2: <laughs> That's what they needed is um, more of an action element.
1: <laughs> oh my god, uh, <laughs> if they had put the gunblade in Final Fantasy 7 remake, I'd think uh, <laughs>
2: game over. <laughs> But, uh, but 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 yeah, so like I think that I think I think you would like Final Fantasy 7 original a lot if you got a good 10 hours into it. Right.
0: If I like push the, through all the of story the story
2: also starts to pick up eventually, too. Like, I do think the story in seven is really, really um, seminal. And c- given the time, it was really, really impressive. Uh, um, I think it does things that games hadn't really done before. At this point, it's a pretty anime, and I don't think it stands up to a lot of other more modern uh, narrative-driven games. So I don't think it's like one of the best stories in games ever. But I, at the right, time, but it's, but it's very how much of that.
1: I wonder how much of that is the localization too, because yeah. that game's localization is kind of
2: infamous for yeah, yeah, how haphazard it is. Right. I would say if you have a hundred hours free, <laughs> that Final Fantasy VII is a I, worth playing even from an academic perspective and if you're gonna play it anyway playing it i would assume that playing it before the remake like if it's like the next two games you're gonna play are ff7 remake and ff7 original it seems like it would make sense to play the original first but it it it,
1: i think you get more out of the remake if you've played the original like they're kind of companions more than more than
0: like straight like the
1: same thing, yeah. Because there are there are acute, recognizable differences. If you've played even a like, if you've only played up to the like basically the six or so hours of Final Fantasy seven. there's still shit here. You'd be like, uh, what? So, I'm I'm really looking forward to finding out. Uh, What is going on? If they give any answers, yeah. But the
3: thing is, like, uh, I will not give any spoilers for the ending. Um, But let's say they don't give answers. Like, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But in the case they don't, you have to wait probably two years until you get those answers. Which, and that's that's kind of of a big ask. Like, yes, it's really cool because we can talk about it now in the moment because it just recently came out and there's a zeitgeist around it and like we're having conversations oh, about just
1: the kingdom hearts effect. Yeah.
3: But like yeah. Like people are talking about going back to Final Fantasy VII. but uh, yeah, the thing is like we're not going to see answers to those questions for years. Right. And yeah.
2: that's a thing that I think is really like important to understand about what I think that like understanding what this project is is important for anyone that's that's considering a purchase or not because like I have a friend whose wife like Adores final fantasy seven. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, like six months ago, he was like, Oh, she's so excited about the FF seven remake. And I was like, yeah, we'll see how long it takes me to finish it. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, it's part, part on. one. Right. And, and he was like, he was, his wife was devastated. She was like, you gotta yeah. be kidding me. And then like a couple weeks ago, he was like, yeah, she decided to, to wait until it's all out and play the whole thing. Yeah, Honestly, and I was like, she might be waiting 10 to 15 years. Right. For that.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's I've had the same conversation with people.
2: Uh, so yeah, yeah it, that t- that part is I, how that game got out the
1: door with Final Fantasy VII remake and no well part one right or, well, that's yeah kind of,
0: that's the thing is that it does and like I feel like escape with the-
1: <laughs> from Midgar or like come on like
0: <laughs> I feel like with a little bit of digging yeah. you yeah. can the find out that it's pizza. part one but it's not immediately clear by the title which no, is no, it really is
1: most people like unless you're keyed in don't know. Right, like it's like it's not clear like
3: I, I, this uh, isn't really a spoiler, but like at the very end, after all the credits and everything, it basically brings up this big thing that says the adventure will continue for our heroes or whatever, like that's not the uh-huh. exact quote, but it's like, oh, yeah. okay, so this that's the end for now, cool,
2: but Avalanche will be back in, yeah, exactly, yes. like, it's like an anime
3: kind of thing, it's-
2: and I just you know you you'll have a better perspective on it than me, Andre soon, but it seems to me that like this is not going to be a, and then in 2021 part two comes out and in 2022 part three comes out and it's done. uh,
1: (laughs) I have no idea because I think, I, I think final fantasy seven, two or whatever it's called, uh, seven, three lightning returns. Um, I think it'll be a very, different structure
2: I, I, I would think you would yeah I mean for sure because it doesn't seem like this game is built to be a open world game the way this is it's built to be Final Fantasy 13
3: yeah I worry so, that uh, it's built to be Kingdom Hearts where you're gonna get mobile games and then like you know like how long did it yeah. take between Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3 you know,
1: oh, like, well, they had to make Final Fantasy 13 and then 15, and yeah, versus. But, so
2: and I and do then. hope that they learned from that, and I think they're smart enough that maybe they will just have numerous team working on this, these I, games. Yeah, um, yeah. But,
3: and I hope it doesn't end up like Half Life 2 Episode 2, where they promise something but <laughs> um, nothing comes for over 10 years.
2: And then in 10 years, a VR game comes out that it's tells Zach's prequel. story. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they so remake I'm Crisis Core. A- <laughs> yeah, yeah they, <laughs> exactly only hey i would play a vr crisis core sure
1: (laughs) oh god i oh my crisis core is cool no no this isn't about i mean it's about crisis core but it's not about (laughs) crisis core i just i just remembered a a moment and it's about my
2: core crisis that i'm currently having
1: (laughs) no it's about a, a scene in ff7 remake and i saw some people talking about how okay uh restorative magic healing magic
2: and final fantasy oh no <laughs> i don't like where this is going
1: it, there are so many problems it, there's like the classic i we can't talk about it here i guess because if people haven't played it but there's so many problems of final fantasy that could be solved with like a phoenix down or like well you quick just cast cure you mean the iconic
3: yes. moment from final fantasy 7
1: or yeah. there are plenty any any moment where sure somebody dies or is like hurt is like just Cast cure on them Like They'll, they'll stand up to be fine But There's like a lot of moments In uh, Final Fantasy 7 Where it's like what? I think we can I think we can help This person out here But Yeah I don't know
2: It's the, just annoying It's also a world where You can summon The literal knights Of the and round it's like, table It's this is normal yeah. To come down from the heaven, <laughs> heavens And simultaneously Attack someone And yeah. no one says Anything about it <laughs>
3: Oh, again <laughs> yeah. and you can yeah, so set an on. ability up, uh, to do Amazon it repeatedly until the thing dies like, yeah. hundred times, like, times in a row the description
0: yeah. says that it's the uh, the second uh, paragraph is the first game in the Final Fantasy 7 Remake project but that's the only thing that says hey FYI this isn't the whole story and the uh, the top review is uh,
5: basically mm. a one star review that's basically mad that it's not the mm-hmm. full game. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. There are
1: a lot of people upset about this game. Um, and and I, I think so depending on why they're upset, there there is a certain group of people who are upset that I think it's good that they're upset. I think we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a much more interesting game because it's not trying to cater to it's purists, trying to be its, to like its own thing which is fans. interesting it's not trying to cater to fans of the original it's trying to challenge them i think
3: the yeah but so i think the reason i've seen come out of those people like looking past all the all caps rage posts no, um i think yeah. it's pretty obvious like To say that they change things with the story, like from the reaction, what they change doesn't matter. But I think the issue that umbrage that people are having is the fact that it's called remake. Like they're thinking this is a one-to-one remake, but they've changed it, so it's no longer a remake. So it's like a misnomer.
1: It's a, it's a redo. Yeah. They should call oh, it Oh, re- I
3: would buy that game at a heart.
4: Yeah, or like, something like I think. <laughs> again. I'd be Fantasy like, I don't and care. Final Fantasy
3: VII, here we go again, motherfuckers. But, <laughs> like, like. <laughs> but, but. We fucked up last again, time. If that happened that, that game you buy like, like game it's game bullshit. Like, Here's yeah. the
1: real shit. <laughs> but, but, but like. That's how the game starts
2: as Nomura comes <laughs> I was like, no, we fucked up. Final Fantasy fans are furious about this one thing.
3: Yeah. The, I think the fact that it they gave it the, the title remake is why a lot of people are being upset. Which I think is is valid.
1: Uh Austin Walker and like the Waypoint crew talked about how you have to think of remake as not a descriptor. But as a subtitle. But,
0: right. I think that's as valid. Subtitle, I just don't think that's how people a, think of
1: the word remake. As an action, yeah. as a yeah, as a as a philosophy.
3: Yeah, I think that's fair.
1: Um Uh, Yeah, no, Uh, and but I I think the game is better for if it was just doing like the story like without like including all the added like side story like filler kind of stuff they added in like that expands on. like side quests, what cloud's doing in the meantime and like becoming a merc and like, Hey, fuck you, pay me. He doesn't say that, <laughs> but he is always just like for a price. Uh, we go, his we whole thing is focus. just like, you gotta, you, you gotta pay me. Um, but if right. it would be a much less interesting game, if they didn't change the story, the way in the ways they have.
3: Yeah. And I think that's also fair.
2: Uh, Yeah. Oh, uh, the old, Actually, you know what? I don't even want to know the answer to this question
1: <laughs> Okay, no, Wait, no, okay, what's the question?
2: The question is, I guess I do want to know the answer One of my favorite things <laughs> as a kid playing Final Fantasy 7 Was that characters swore all the time But they bleeped it out So like no. they said, like All kinds of swear words, but bleeped it out So that they could But if you were mm-hmm. a smart kid like I was You could infer <laughs> that they just said the fuck word Um and I'm wondering. <laughs> I was hoping that with this remake that Barrett would still swear a lot, but they'd just bleep it out of no, the audio. I'm that's sorry. Like, no, that's that's uh, a missed opportunity. That's a clear misunderstanding of the source material, right there.
1: Uh, I, I I don't know if it is. Maybe it is, but funny. Uh, Barrett's Barrett's interesting. He's uh, he he's he's very much like comic relief,
2: but, but he loves his he's
1: well, he, th- there's that, but it's also uh, I think even that's part kind of comic relief. It's like, oh, here's this big, burly black man with a gun for his arm. But oh, when he sees his daughter, he gets real sweet. Um, but there's, uh, you he's also listen- like, sorry, uh, he's just, you know, he's the radical revolutionary. He's the one uh, who's kind of pushing for yeah. uh, taking on Shinra and like saving the planet. But also he's constantly like, he's not like slapstick
2: but there's a lot of
1: jokes yeah. at his expense.
2: I recommend, um, just listening to Austin Walker again from waypoint, uh, talk about the issues with that character historical and new, mm-hmm. uh, in their final fantasy discussions. Cause, uh, I think it's important to understand, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh, but, but you know, there, there's, I would say this game, at least to me there, I haven't seen anything that I would say is offensive, uh, I wouldn't say they have like done away with, you know, classic final fantasy or even just final fantasy seven, like yeah, issues, yeah, sure. like larger issues, but it's much more tasteful. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and l- less offensive. Maybe That's a good way to put um, it. <laughs> than than previous. And some would say maybe even some people are going to have great times with some of the scenes. Uh, Honeybee in is pretty good. Engaging, but it doesn't necessarily do away with all the issues of the original
2: yeah. scene. It does. They, uh, um, the, I read a really good critique of that specific scene. Um, I, I read that same tweet. Well, there was, yeah, there's about. a good tweet thread. And then there was a good, I want to say Kotaku piece, but I can't remember now off the top of my head, but just talking about the fact that like the honeybee in, Scene has been updated to the point where it is no longer offensive, like it was yeah. uh, in the original game. Mm. Um, but that also Square doesn't like deserve a cookie or something because it's still yeah. leaning on some very, 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 very stereotypical tropes that are um, not necessarily offensive, but also it is not yeah. some it is not a thing for straight straight people to go wow look at the representation here because yeah. it is very much a Scene about queer people made by cis straight people <laughs> still mm-hmm. uh much more respectfully than in the past but still not quite that,
1: that scene is of, that's yeah. that scene is wild
3: and yeah. like i watched it it's very yakuza
2: yeah and it's all of the uh well-produced the, yeah all of the folks that i have heard um who uh our our members of her of deeper experience with that community than I do have said, it's actually entertaining, but all, and not so much offensive, but also just like very milk toast. Like they're not yeah. really, they're not really saying anything with it, it either. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no, not no. It's, it's just, it's funny because cloud is
1: so uptight. And then the scene he's required to like let loose. And it's so out of character that it's yeah. just like a, what is going on?
2: And, very out of left field. Uh, it sounds so. like they watched the Birdcage and then went.
3: Oh, okay. Like we got it so all wrong.
2: It looks like they played a lot of Yakuza. <laughs> like
3: yeah. I imagine. Like I imagine whatever age you all were when you played Final Fantasy VII originally. If you're 12 and you've this is your first Final Fantasy experience, like I think those kinds of scenes would make you think like, oh, this game is the best thing ever, Cause, like, yeah, because like the, totally, the way exactly. they execute Maybe. on them. Or
2: or if you think like a twelve year old like so much of the mm-hmm. <laughs> game playing public does uh-huh. yeah
1: well <laughs> oh my god i I just remembered a tweet I saw or like some someone complaining or was a comment I don't even remember uh so Don Corneo is uh the little like a mid mid game antagonist, mm-hmm. and uh he's like a little chubby kind of. He's a chubby kind of guy played by Mark Hamill doing kind of like a sleazy version of the Joker, yeah. if that makes any sense. Um, and his, uh, his tummy has got some jiggle physics, but, uh, some people were complaining that Tifa's boobs do not have jiggle physics.
3: <laughs> what? And it was just, why like, cares?
1: Yeah, because they want to see Tifa's boobs jiggle.
3: She's just, but, she's got great support. So, I would uh,
2: not. She's, not she's in a sports game, bra, like ninety nine percent of the time. I would not play this game if every instance of Tifa moving, oh, yeah, if, I would just not play if, it.
3: If this game was <laughs> Dead or Alive,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. I say, as someone who uh, likes the mechanics of Dead or Alive and will occasionally play Dead or Alive,
4: yeah,
2: uh, but oh, in in a in a game like Final Fantasy, no, thank you. I mean, also in a game like Dead tree. or Alive, no, thank you. But I can. Put up with it for that game. Nice
1: patch Street Fighter <laughs> Five, and the load screens just had insane boob physics.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I think that's what
1: was, I think that was Street Fighter Five.
4: Let's talk anyway. about
2: something. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a. We're over two, well over two hours now. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. Well, real quick, uh, I played a little fine. bit of another game called Totally Reliable Delivery Service. Mm-hmm. Came out on the uh, Epic Game Store.
2: I want to play okay. some. I still haven't okay. touched it.
1: It. Yeah, so if you haven't uh, played it, uh, it came out on consoles and Epic Game Store. It was free on Epic Game Store for a few weeks or like a week or so when it came out. And it's kind of like the mechanics of gang beasts. uh, If you've played that where you're kind of got like a little wobbly character and you use the triggers on the controller to um, grab things. Uh, with like, so R2 or right trigger will grab something with your right hand, uh, then left trigger with, the, uh, with your left mm-hmm. hand. Then you use L, uh, your bumpers to uh, lift your arms up so you can like lift things above your head. Uh, so that's kind of the main mechanics of totally reliable delivery service. Uh, what you're doing is, as you might oh, it's expect a strand game. from the name, you are delivering packages from A to B. <gasps> uh, you know, death kind of like a death stranding yes just like death stranding it's a strand game if you play with other people actually you can play online there is a uh, online multiplayer apparently there is a lot of lag because it's yeah. been very popular uh so their servers are struggling but so that's good for them apparently it's a good problem to have uh, a lot of people want to play your game um but yeah, uh, I was playing this with my girlfriend, so you can play with up to four people. I don't know if you can do any more than that, but basically you're just you're going around this island uh, or a series of islands and you're finding a little like delivery kiosk where it's like, OK, go from here and deliver this package across the island. And how you want to get there is kind of up to up to your discretion. It'll uh, usually spawn a vehicle nearby. Uh, like as it spawns the package, like <laughs> here's a little like golf cart kind of thing. You put the package in the back, and then you can drive off. But boy, are the physics wonky.
3: <laughs> in in a good like, way or like a frustrating way.
1: Uh, yeah. So like, if you were trying to like get gold medals on all the delivery times or something, I could see it being frustrating. Uh for us it was just <laughs> like okay let's see what this game is let's mess around have some fun and eventually we just stopped delivering stuff and just started messing around with the vehicles and the physics and like seeing like what we could do or like okay let's race across the island because the way you control all the vehicles is via joystick so you like put one hand on the joystick and then it's like move it Around some vehicles have two joysticks, so like left stick controls one joystick and right stick controls the other one. Uh, and so like if you're in a plane, you've got like pitch and throttle and yaw and roll or whatever Otos. on the two sticks. Yeah, basically. Um Or it's like you can get in a hot air balloon and stuff like that. And messing around with the different physics tools it kind of gives you, uh, and experimenting has been a lot of fun. Uh, so, and they've got like a ton of DLC already for that game, which is kind of alarming. Um, there's like a ton of cosmetic DLC, there's extra maps. And, Do you like, think missions? that there
0: would be any value uh, to so playing it as like single player or doing it as other people?
1: I don't know. I think it, I don't know how much it costs. Uh, I haven't tried it single player. Uh you right. could certainly do it. Uh like it's right. I I was just way, wondering cuz like I think some
0: I mean the it's mechanics sound different but kind of the party, the kind of
1: other people. multiplayer aspect um,
0: kind of feels really you know, overcooked to e at least from what it sounds like a little bit um but uh overcooked single player is not good. So
5: uh, yeah, kind of.
4: No, oh, yeah. it's not. So
1: <laughs> like the challenge I was having is like boxes just like flying out of the car or whatever. Um, so what the system, my girlfriend and I worked up was, okay, I'll drive. Cause she was like, I don't, I don't understand how to drive these cars. It's too weird. Uh, so what she would do is she would like we'd put the package in like the back of the golf cart or whatever. And then I would get in the golf cart and then I would grab onto like the, there's like a handle and then there, so you don't like go flying out of the cart. And then there's also, so you grab like the handle and the joystick and then my girlfriend would grab onto my back and then grab the package. So the package wouldn't fly off. Uh, And so that's like a way we were able to kind of finish some uh, deliveries kind of quickly. If you were solo, mm. you would have to go very slowly. Boo. And some of them are
2: totally doable. Right. Oh, uh, totally. solo. Uh, but
1: yeah.
2: some it just of sounds, them are. Sounds so. like it's the kind of game that would be more fun to play with. Yeah, too. it's it's very fun to just like yeah.
1: Yeah, mess around awesome. with the physics For- and watch somebody grab onto a fire extinguisher and f- launch themselves you know 200 meters into the air and
3: for what it's worth it looks like the standard edition is 15 bucks the deluxe edition with some DLC is 2299
1: hmm. yeah that's uh, I think that's a good price for this game uh, I got it for free because it was on the epic game store for free but uh if you got it on console or if you want to get it on console was there something about it being on game pass I don't think that's right
3: no idea
2: <laughs> I doubt it. They probably wouldn't be able to do an epic deal in a game. Yeah, probably do. not. Uh, maybe though. I don't know. Outer, uh, I mean, out of, yeah, out of wild stick. Out wilds, tech, wilds wasn't like free on Epic when it came out, though. No. <laughs> so that's, that's why it's more of the free th- part of it that mm. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how it would work.
1: It's wow! It's on iOS or not iOS on Android? I don't know about iOS.
3: Really? Um, Their website only it is says Windows on, on Microsoft America. Store.
1: It's on the Microsoft Store, included with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate.
2: There you go.
0: Looks like it's uh, also so yeah, on iOS. On can,
1: yeah, so playing with controller is probably the best way to play this. It does split screen, so... Uh,
4: you know, yeah, I you don't know, know like, how I'd, be with how that, I'd play but that on my phone. You can also but... play
1: online.
3: That's interesting.
1: I don't know how you would want a controller, I'd imagine, to play it, but...
3: Oh... Never mind. I was looking at the Epic Store. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is also on if you Switch. Can,
1: yeah, like if you can find, if you can like get Pat to play with you or something right. else, and then I would yeah, say I, it's I was just totally wondering if it was like playing fun I, versus I can't like
0: basically like, that overcooked is technically fun, possible but, like, to play single player, like, but multiplayer it fun is, is not uh, fun at all. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. right it's just not going to
1: be like you're not you're not yeah. gonna be getting gold uh, medals. i'm sure it's possible to get gold medals solo but it's a lot more fun to drag your uh partner or drag your friends around by the feet or whatever <laughs> uh or jump out of hot air balloons and whatnot so, yeah but fly a helicopter god Sounds the helicopter good. is a nightmare uh, so yeah, that's totally reliable delivery service on most platforms. Check it out. Uh, all right, well that brings us to Alex Hi. with the most video games mm-hmm. anyone has ever talked about on this podcast.
3: Honestly, if you want to talk about that part of it, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, we, we we could talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'll just I'll just give my update on uh, on Legends of the Galactic Heroes or legend. Sure. Um I'm now 35ish episodes in and that show's real good. Um I don't want to get too deep into it cuz you know I'm like a third of the way through a really long show uh, and we already talked a little bit about it last week but it's I think it's worth getting into even if you're not super into 80s anime or anything like that. It feels reminiscent or perhaps inspirational to works such as game of thrones where they're willing to just kill like main characters, like in some of the promotional posters, uh, they show like six of the main characters. Currently three of those are dead (laughs) within the first third of the show. So like they're willing to go pretty bold with it. And I think it's really interesting. Um,
1: Maybe you just misunderstood who the main characters are.
3: <laughs> I guess the poster also misunderstood. Hey, but no, it's, it's really good so far. Um, the pacing has slowed oh. down a little bit after the first like major arc, which I think is fine. But yeah, I'm continuing to watch it, not much else to report on it for now. But uh, since we're running long, let's move straight into the other thing, which is uh, shortly after our podcast last week, there was an event called the IOX. Now, I don't know if anyone else watched it but um, it's basically the indie obscura group put together their own you can take think of it like a Nintendo direct style thing state of play Nintendo please. direct state of play however you want to approach it <laughs> which was a hundred percent dedicated to indie games that are coming out in the next little while like uh, it was just a pile of games from uh, mm-hmm. Uh, from developers that you probably have never heard of, and I think that is what made the event really compelling to me. Is a um, it was like a Nintendo Direct or State of Play in that it was really well produced. Like the production values were on point. Like everything about it looked great, sounded great. Like I uh, I was actually pretty surprised by just how good it was. Uh, and then B, the other thing is I hadn't heard of any of these devs. I never otherwise would have heard of any of these games probably because they probably weren't getting that much exposure. Like, um, I looked at a bunch of the developers right. afterwards or during on Twitter and it's like these accounts with or like these games and developers and stuff that have accounts with like a hundred followers. So it's like they would have been buried under so many other releases and I don't know if they would have made it onto a Nintendo Direct or a State of Play or E3 or PAX or you know, like the big shows that we think of. Or events or whatever that we think of, like I don't know if any of these games would have ever been exposed through those. And yeah, the fact that they're given uh, a platform and they're given somewhere to showcase, and like it's it's not just trailers for games either. They had like interviews with the developers to actually like yeah, like they had like um, one of the games that stood out to me was called A Space for the Unbound, and it was uh, I think the team was just two people. And uh, I can't remember if they were Indonesian. Uh, I believe so. But regardless, it was like this, like a really, it's a game all about anxiety and depression and like like pretty deep topics. And they're talking about it and they're like pretty openly like, yeah, this is coming from a place of knowing. And it's like a really interesting interview on yeah, top of I the might, fact that you're seeing this the, gameplay and um,
0: like,
3: uh, they're introducing uh, what the you to stream the concept uh, of what's uh,
0: going later today Because stuff. I and pulled up earlier the. Cool. Uh, Uh, Indie Obscura website that has the list of all the games that they showed and there's a lot of really interesting looking games on there that I'd be interested and the thing that I think is really cool is that it looks like there's a really wide variety of types of games. It's not just like uh, any one particular type. It looks like there's like puzzles, there's more story focused games, there's more combat type focused games, there's more It, it looks like there's just a really wide variety of the things that the Uh, indie world has to offer so it looks it looks really interesting
5: and it looks like they highlighted a lot of pretty cool games that i'd be interested to keep an eye on oh that'd be so cool yeah uh i
3: really hope they continue doing these like i hope this becomes quarterly Maybe like if like monthly if they could, but that seems like asking a bit much given the production value and probably all the organization that has to go into it. But like, this is the kind of thing I would love to see more of because like it's great seeing Mm -hmm. stuff from the big the big players. But like right now with the state 2020 is in, indies are going to be bigger than ever and like carrying the industry more than ever in my opinion. Yeah, it's I think that's going to be really good and then also.
0: But also with um, the ease of uh, publishing indie games, it's kind of a double-edged sword where it's easier than ever to make an indie game. But it's also, uh, that means that the um, storefronts are getting kind of overwhelmed. So it's easy to miss a lot of these really great indie games that kind of go under the radar. So I think that having more uh, opportunities for people to say, mm -hmm. look, uh,
5: look at this cool game is, is great. Yes. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head oh, there, yeah.
3: Allison, because like, as someone who has made games and apps and stuff like that, you can spend four years building the best game ever. like, It's excellent. But if you don't market it and you just put it out there, no one's going to notice it and it's just going to fall under. like No one's oh, going to touch totally. it. It's going to be a failure. It's not necessarily a waste of that time, but... Maybe a game that yeah. is and excellent that deserves more attention. And there plenty of like indie this, devs out there that an put opportunity their jobs or they those,
0: put a lot of the their uh, financial well-being and personal well-being into their games. And it's so hard. And if it's just you can't, uh, you know, a lot of it is either kind of luck of the draw if things hmm. stick or a lot of things into marketing if you don't necessarily uh you know have that extra marketing budget it's just there's just so much uh variable as to whether something is going to be a successful indie game or not which is really a shame because there's so many great indie games out there and i'm so glad that there's so, there's people out there that are highlighting indie games and highlighting uh lesser-heard-of yeah. developers
5: that really should be more heard of. Yeah, thousand percent. So big ups to
3: the Indie Obscura team. Please continue doing it. You can find uh, a written-up version mm-hmm. of the event on their website, which is IndieObscura.com. You can find the whole thing on YouTube. If you just search for IOX, it'll be one of the uh, I- first results.
0: I've uh, already added totally one just because it. Um, uh, I'm sure if uh, you you sent watch it, it you're watching, you're going to, find to me, at least one and I was like, "You'll want to add to this." is extremely which my, like, I my added, stuff. I added though. four it's, it's,
3: already. So yeah,
0: yeah, it is extremely cute looking, was, uh, and I, I just I saw I just like that, I clicked into the story? Steam page, and I was like, "Yeah,
5: yeah, <laughs> yeah." Uh, Alex gets me, yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, that looked cute. Yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, I it think is out. Yeah. Andre will be all over later. Yeah, daters. it just
3: came out. I think uh, a couple of the because, games because are, <laughs> it's the senior um, they, that game. they
0: highlighted are out, which is which it's is also kind of cool out. because it's uh, you know it they're is, still yeah. highlighting good games. Like I know that just a couple days ago, uh, I really want to play Coffee Talk, and they I, they highlighted that. So yeah, um, I might have to. Uh, I I was kind of I was thinking about waiting to yeah. buy it later, but might have to buy it.
5: Pretty early on just because it looks yeah. so good. Yay indie games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, IOX,
3: check it out. I, I mean honestly
0: <laughs> at this Yay
3: indie games. I
0: mean
1: soon there will only be indie games.
3: At this point. At, at this oh, yeah, point if they're all that good I'm into it.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're not all out. So you don't know if they're all that good. Oh. Maybe they're like this good. They're like, eh, is that good? <laughs> Woo. Never know. Uh, all right. Well, I think with that, we can move on to news. But before we do news, I just want to do a quick little PSA and say, hey, uh, if, you don't if you like, us like a leave podcast, a five star you can review, go over to really podchaser.com wow. slash gaming fix and leave us a review. I guess if you don't like us, you can also leave a review. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh five-star review that explains five, five stars, one for each point that you don't like. <laughs>
3: uh, also, so, right now is a great time to do it because Podchaser is donating 25 cents per review to Meals on Wheels COVID Relief. So
1: nice that's uh so that's an easy way for you to help us and also help just the greater general population and those in need uh who need some food yeah uh, in this very trying time and all you have to do is go to podchaser.com slash gaming fix and leave us a review um so now we can get into news there's a lot of first up on (laughs)
4: Uh, uh, and yeah. it's, it's a rough uh, time. We're, we're going to try and keep it, are, some, uh, gonna, gonna
1: keep it light
5: this week. There are were some sadder stories. We're just going to keep it light this week.
1: Yes. Uh, all right. So first on our list this week, Sony's Play at Home initiative, which is giving away games and also allotting $10 million for indie developers. Yeah.
3: Which I think is cool. Uh, the first yeah. two games they gave the, away were that Uncharted collection and Journey, which uh,
1: it's fine. Both have been PS Plus games and Uncharted was a PS Plus game in like January. It's the Uncharted collection. Yep. Uh, and it was a PS Plus game in January of this year. But
3: for, which for what it's worth, I don't think you have to be a PS Plus member to get these. You
1: do not have to be a PS Plus subscriber, <laughs> it was, but it was right, like it's, a <laughs> okay
2: i'm certainly I, not uh not picking on you either but i saw some people on twitter complaining and it's like they're free fucking games like yeah, it's pretty good
1: <laughs> yeah it what like what you, if I, like uh, this, yeah it's just like mm, they don't owe okay. you shit
2: <laughs> like they could just say yeah I wonder, instead we're shutting down all video games for the next two years i, <laughs> I wonder what the
1: crossover on who's going to download i guess you can't really check that but yeah. who how many people download this I, don't I know. think it's I think yeah. it's good. I don't have PS I, I, Plus I get your point too but yeah.
3: I, I, I think but, it's cool uh, also
1: yeah uh, yes the general initiative and idea is good Um, nice to see I, I think Uncharted and Journey makes sense like from games you would pick because they also, um, they're um, games God. where you go outside and explore <laughs> yeah. and, and, and they, then also where you make connections and, with and they couldn't do
3: the Last of Us for obvious reasons <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I think if you think about it, too, there's probably a lot of people who um, they they start working from home or, um, you know, are quarantined and um, want to like maybe they haven't played video games in a long time. Yeah. And, you know, their friends have a PlayStation, so they buy a PlayStation to to like have something to do at home. And they may not have even had one as of January yeah. or they may not yeah. end up picking up. PS Plus because they just want this system to play some yeah. games yeah. and those are two great games to hand to someone who has not been playing video games much for yeah. the last or, ten years or what if it's
3: like they have a PlayStation Four for their kid to play Fortnite and now they're locked in the house they're like all right well maybe when the kid goes to bed I'm gonna play
1: I'm trying I just I don't know who 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 is seeing that that is in that situation yeah, just
3: a hypothetical.
2: They may not have they name. They may not be buying it either because of this. But they bought their system thinking, "Oh yes," and then they turn it on and go, "Oh, I can download these games for free. That's cool." Yeah, and Um, if if
1: they're surfacing it, I haven't. I certainly don't think this is selling any PlayStation. No,
2: no, no. I just, I just mean like who,
1: like if someone has a PlayStation and they're not on PS Plus or whatever are they going to be the type uh, how many people that are in that situation are going to be looking for like looking at the news and the free games i don't maybe there's more I than i'm thinking any, uh,
3: i don't think that matters like i don't think i think it's just the fact that sony is willing to go and put this out there for people is just a positive positive thing in general and yeah. i think it's it's a community thing which should be happening like i mean i mean not that it should be happening yeah. i think it's setting a positive precedent especially the extra fund that they're allotting to indies like i think that is really yeah. great
1: I think um, that's that's really fantastic and good yeah. on them for it, supporting that community because it's it had seemed like they had kind of shied away or like kind of pushed the indie stuff off to the side. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. we, we use them at the start of the generation <laughs> it because kind of felt like
2: no one was doing a good job of that. Like Nintendo, better than the other two. Yes, but, I would agree. Yeah. But
3: I, I hope that this this is the kind of thing where Microsoft follows suit. and Maybe Nintendo, if yes. for some reason somehow, like Steam, kind of does it with their. Uh, Try these new games whatever the game festival things that they yeah do, I would totally neat, I, I think I'd like to the, see them doing
0: it I, like I think I'm glad that Sony I mean I honestly their foot say forward and, games, and actually did so.
3: something
5: and I I'd like to see <laughs> but, what, yeah. what this does yeah yeah
2: I would be shocked if Valve does any kind of
5: <laughs> promotion
2: I, to give people games. <laughs> I,
3: I would honestly see Epic Game Store before Valve or before Steam. So,
2: yeah, I mean, Epic already does. They it, do, but so, like yeah. I, see, I could see
3: them doing something like this. I guess.
2: Yeah, Epic
1: is going to pay for every American citizen <laughs> to learn to code.
3: They're going to give everyone a full, full, <laughs> Jesus full retail or not retail, full uh, license for Unreal or Unreal Engine.
1: No, uh, you uh, license for Unreal is free. Yeah, but you just have to start paying if you make over like ten thousand okay, uh, dollars.
3: License for Unreal plus a bunch of plugins. Plugins cost money.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Next bit of news: the <laughs> I, Resident Evil Four uh, is currently. This is a rumor. It has been substantiated by a bunch of sources. Resident Evil 4 remake is in development from is M2. Is that the developer name? I forget the developer name. M2, which is the, I believe, the studio that did um,
0: I, it, Resident Evil yeah, 3 I remake. Mean, I just don't think I that, believe like,
3: that's what's going on here. It,
0: the game holds up pretty well, so I don't uh, know if it's necessarily, it
3: necessarily doesn't
5: need a remake. I don't know. <laughs> like the the thing about two and three,
3: and also one and also code Veronica, and like zero to an extent, uh, mm. is those all hold up for remakes because the systems they used are pretty deprecated now, like tank controls yep. and like uh, static cameras where you're just kind of moving around. like that mm. stuff it doesn't hold up to modern era, and uh, in that sense, like remaking them makes sense, giving them that kind of modern touch. But re four is what right. It's available on pretty much any system that you want. It things have evolved since then, but it's It's
1: also come out on every console since, and
3: and, yeah, like phones and all that junk. So, like, I don't know that re four needs it. Personally, I don't know.
2: Uh, I I would agree. It Doesn't need it, but but I don't know. You you might not everyone on this call. Mm -hmm. But I think the majority of people who say RE4 doesn't need a remake who are also Resident Evil fans will still buy an RE4 remake, and then other people will buy it, too, who... Mm -hmm. See that it's a numbered remake of the series. I don't know. I just think I, from like a oh sales yeah, perspective, I mean yeah, they're not they don't care about if it's money going than to if be like be done code version. You know, no. oh, yeah, uh, does
0: it make sense. That's all they uh, care
2: about. Yeah. <laughs> that's
4: oh, yeah, how much it money makes, it's going to make. It, <laughs> it, yeah.
0: it, it makes, but it makes total financial sense.
5: Yeah, uh, it just makes financial sense. There's, yeah, I, I would
3: have preferred. Dino Crisis. Sure, <laughs> I RE4. would have preferred
2: that or Code Veronica. There's a lot of yeah. things I would have preferred, they're, but I think not. Yeah. Again, not with this group. I'm not like casting this on anybody here. Sure. But I think there's like this mentality around because Capcom's made some good ass video games the last few years. Mm-hmm. I think there's like this mentality that like there's like a group of people who are develop who are developing a like feeling that they're doing it for any reason other than to make money, <laughs> but yeah. They just made games that are good that also make money like this stuff is they're a very business ass video game. Oh, sure. So, I mean, the people that are working, the developers themselves that are working on the games are obviously passionate and talented people. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. Yeah. Um, But but like if you are the studio that made the RE3 remake and they say we want you to make oh, an 100%. RE4 remake and we're going to pay this much money for it, they're not going to go, well, the, the better thing to do is to do Code Veronica, so sure, we're not doing yeah. it. You know, like, it's it's money to, to Capcom yeah. at a high level. And it, RE4 is good. I think they have, maybe they, yeah. Yeah, but maybe they have finally determined
1: they have reached peak RE4. <laughs> They're like, we're seeing diminishing returns on these ports. Uh, That's what I'm saying, yes. So we need I think a new so. game that we can port. Yes. So we're going to remake I... RE4 so we can port yeah. it. Or if people hate the remake, we can port RE4 to the PS5. Absolutely, <laughs> yep. God. But with no. backwards compatibility, they don't uh, need to oh port to the PS5, so that's why they need to make a remake so they can sell it
2: again. But look. they make the remake. They're going to
1: make. It, they're going to the remake so it can run on the PS4 and the PS3 and the PS2. This and is the have, GameCube.
2: But but they remake it if it's and bad. The re- then you know you can already see the polygon story or Kotaku story that reads like, like. Right. The Either RE4 way it's remake probably gonna is probably going to sell which More makes it the perfect time to check Resident out the original it, yeah. and they sell a bunch of backwards compatible copies to people who haven't played it. Yeah. Like just getting exactly either yeah. way, they're going to make a bunch of money on it. And it can
0: still feel fine. Like I, I played, played it it's not all that long ago generation. and it felt good. Like,
2: I don't think they, they probably don't right. have to do a ton to the like, if that's all they do, then they, they, you have, you have, yeah. you have
1: to be able to move and yeah, shoot. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm
2: change. sure that they'll use the same engine that they've used for Re Two and Three. Uh,
1: I I would want them to do more puzzly stuff. Um, it has a lot of puzzles though.
0: Oh, see, that's why yeah. it didn't end up finishing. Not the in
1: the way I want because like a lot of it's the Ashley shit. Like, no, like I don't mind. I didn't mind the Ashley shit. It's <laughs> just. Like, I I want more like Resident Evil 2 style puzzles where, or like the the original three, like basically one to code Veronica. I want more puzzles like those. Um, Whereas Resident Evil 3 is a lot of just kind of like, okay, go point to point and then you pick up the item and then you backtrack or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's not a lot of like, abstract puzzle like put the jewel in the left eye of the tiger oh, statue yeah, sure. and you
4: I bet let, you it's know. gonna be
2: a lot like the RE3 remake uh I mean that's
1: basically what Resident Evil 3 or 4 already is anyway yeah. so right uh, but just way long, like five six times longer yeah,
3: I I hope they give Ashley more agency in this because for me most of the game she was she spent like half of it in a, hiding in a dumpster yep,
1: so yep uh, that, that's uh and a I fashion. will
2: say the one positive thing I have to say about this is I think that there's some really cool visual spectacle stuff in RE4 that oh
3: especially near the end that would be pretty rad yeah
2: if mm-hmm. they if they redid that and made it look as good and as oh. gross as RE2 and 3 oh, there's shit. some cool shit visually the, in
3: there the, uh, um, the Iron Maiden I will definitely I would love to see yeah, the modern oh, take on the and Iron even Maiden. stuff
2: holy crap stuff like the fish in the lake sure. is really cool or and, the um, yeah, so. yeah
3: what's what, uh, uh, whatever. It's an old game. How about the part with the giant statue of the dude who's chasing you? <laughs>
2: yeah, so so there, dumb. There's some weird right, cool but, stuff they can totally yeah. do. Um, that I I I would like to see done in modern visuals, but I do agree that it doesn't need the remake either. Um, yeah. If anything, RE five needs a remake more to make make it less yeah. racist. I I
1: recall seeing a rumor that i think it was this m2 team was i i believe that's the developer was working on something that wasn't code veronica and wasn't resident evil 4 um so seeing that it is resident evil 4 is kind of disappointing like i think there were some revelings like they're doing dino crisis <laughs> but um we're doing parasite so hearing someone he, hearing that, show give it to me <laughs> Uh, so many people came out and were like, or you know, behind the scenes, were like, yeah, I know that's what's happening. Um, is is disappointing because only because I've played for so many times yeah. and it's like it's the it's the boring thing they could do. How like, of long, course, that's what they want to do, but it's not. How interesting. long
2: do you think it'll be before they remake the original Resident Evil again? <laughs>
3: It's Resident
1: Evil 1 remake. Uh, do they remake the remake or do they just call it
2: Resident Evil?
3: <laughs> the? Yeah. The Resident Evil?
2: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> the Biohazard. Um, <laughs> or yeah, they just call it Biohazard everywhere and that wouldn't work because there's too much I in mean, the Resident Evil name. I mean, and they already I did with 7. That seven, seven so. I mean, that's the thing is like
0: everybody, like Resident people are complaining, Evil, but, but like will
1: Resident
3: they buy Evil it? Biohazard. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I'll probably play it yeah. <laughs> even though we're complaining.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. You, uh, that's what, uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it's the least interesting thing that I guess they were doing five and six. Now we're talking five is all right. Like there
2: are issues with it. I didn't
3: I didn't find the racial stuff as as intense as you might have, Pat. But I I think five has it's less issues.
2: I didn't really play. I haven't played five. It's just the press around it. Uh, I've got issues. There is are there, there are some there were some people that were pointing out some very specific issues that it has in particular the way that it portrays like white women in peril against hmm. being attacked by black men that is a really hmm. shitty trope that is used a lot in media fair enough and when. The the the, the f- some of the few folks of color who were like working in games media at the time who pointed it out got like wow whoa don't need to bring that into it that's not what this game's about wow whoa <laughs> yeah I remember it at the time it was very like these people have a right to yeah criticize and I think stuff. I think like, that
3: fuck that <laughs> is that is totally valid 100 <laughs> percent
2: and that's actually I think more of the dialogue around that game's issues than the game itself because sure. it's clearly I mean, not intentional yeah. that. Like, I don't think that anyone working on that game intentionally had yeah. wanted to. They just happened to use tropes from race, horror media in the yeah. past that are racist without doing the research. I don't think that they did it maliciously. And,
1: and race stuff in Japan, especially with regards to like African-Americans is very complicated yeah. uh, like their interpretations of
2: I'm very what, hesitant of to things like that
3: but uh, th-
1: there's a lot of stuff that happen like blackface stuff is oh, I know. not uncommon in Japan so like you I'm know just those, wary those issues
2: of- arise I think lots that, of places. I don't think you're doing this, but I think it's important to disclaimer that in a lot of cases, there are people who go, well, it's Japan. They don't understand. And no. it's like, they have the internet.
4: <laughs>
1: They're not yeah, but stupid. <laughs> there, There's, there's also a lot of like pushing that stuff under the rug or not acknowledging yeah. it or totally. like, not taking the time. Totally. So, yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. But, I'm not saying, Oh, well, oh, oh, I know Japan. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. uh, no, no, it, 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 there have been lots of,
2: Examples or it's just an interesting issue with that game that I think would be fascinating to see how they handled it in a more modern context. Yeah, and and uh,
3: yeah, with only looking at the game, not the reception around it. Um, we can move on after this, but um, yeah, yeah, I think it's it was really awesome for a triple A game, especially well, it's triple A at the time, still is, but to set that in an, an African country, like. That never happens. You, that's a very yeah. underrepresented uh, place. Where did Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand take? That was place? in the Middle East.
1: That's
2: it's in the Middle East. Yeah. yeah.
3: But you know what? Game. There's
2: plenty of games, that, unfortunately, that take place. Yeah. Middle, and not unfortunately, that they take place there. Unfortunately, how they use the Middle East as a backdrop for. Yeah. Um, and
3: like the like, you have characters like Shiva in Resident Evil Five that do a really good job of representing like what normal everyday uh, like people who live in Africa are like. Like that was yeah. pretty cool. But um, regardless, there is another game that ha- handled race and other things really well, which I think is our next news story.
1: Uh, oh, Kelsey Beacham, one of the writers of the, the Outer Wild, has been hired by by a, uh, has been hired by Obsidian, makers of the Outer Worlds.
2: Yeah, yeah, this is so cool.
1: That's interesting. Was there just like a like a like a paperwork mix up and they're
2: just like got filed
1: (laughs) wrong and like a W two went to the wrong place. And now they work at obsidian.
2: I think it's just super exciting because Kelsey is, uh, obviously in my opinion, one of the the best, I I mean, the outer wilds is, uh, my favorite game. So, uh, (laughs) um, I think that she's an extraordinary storyteller. And on top of that, um, it's just such a cool place like obsidian is I weirdly haven't connected that much with a lot of obsidian games, but I just really like what they do. Um, and so I think it's exciting for her to be there because I think that they have such immense talent in that studio and I'm still kind of waiting for like, I think, I think I will really enjoy pillars when I finally play through it. Um, but, uh, to have her working on titles like that is really exciting. I think.
1: Uh, yeah, it's always good to see indie devs get recognized and get pulled into like cool spaces where they have some job security.
2: Yeah, and she has such a um impressive ability to connect to create like very like to, to tell to to tell a larger story, I guess. Like mm-hmm. um it's such a she's the way all of the puzzle pieces in in Outer Wilds fit together are really cool. Yeah. So um yeah. That's that's the thing that's super exciting to me. They have I mean clearly the people at obsidian are masters of writing dialogue. Like they, they write some of the best dialogue in the industry, but um, sometimes my issues with their work in the past have been more on a, from a plotting perspective than from a writing perspective. Mm -hmm. And she's someone who seems to be really good at that plotting. So yeah, it's really exciting.
3: Yeah. I would love to see like what she would do with a character, like uh, what scenario she could put like Pravati in or something like that. Like, um, because I think, <laughs> like you said, the like, individual characters were really great in that game, but the right, overarching exactly. story was just so terrible.
2: Yeah, so, so uh, as someone, someone like her that's good at putting those pieces together, I think that if she had been a writer on The Outer Worlds, I probably would have enjoyed it yeah, a lot more. Yeah, it sounds like she <laughs> yeah. could add,
0: she could add a lot to uh, Obsidian as a team, so this, prob- this is yep. a good get for them.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: all right. Speaking of big gets, <laughs> it's a big loss here as Jason Schreier leaves Kotaku. Yeah, he's been there the, forever.
2: It's it seems like, eight like
1: years. I think yeah, long time.
2: It seems like the, that the the Kotaku editorial staff has very shrewdly built exit plans, and yes. they got the people they got the people out who um were maybe going to have the hardest time finding work outside of Kotaku out earlier. Um, Like obviously I'm a huge Gita Jackson fan, but she's someone who's like sort of newer to the industry. Mm -hmm. So I could see Mm -hmm. her having a more difficult time um, finding some place to move to. And it seems like people like Totillo and uh, Schreier kind of held it down there to keep the site running and keep people employed for long enough to get yeah, for them to find a lot of people out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which um, I think is good. Which I think is admirable. Yeah. Uh, specifically where exit
1: plans exist because of one Jim Spanfeller. Yeah. Uh, who, if you haven't been following what's kind of been going on with the GMG is Gizmodo media. Group? Geo media geomedia yeah um they were formerly formerly gawker media and then through multiple sales and whatnot they came to be part of go media and jim spanfeller is one of the uh share shareholders uh board board ceo too i think so Mm -hmm. some guy with a lot of control uh and he sucks (laughs) basically overriding to put it it lightly yeah just there there were kind of the catalyst for all this was they some shitty ads started running on sites like deadspin kotaku and sister sites of theirs um and editorial teams uh put out like had to put out stories being like hey this isn't us we're sorry these ads suck we're trying to figure we're trying to get them down uh, and then those were pulled like behind the scenes and all they, sorts of stuff. I like, told Deadspin
2: staff to start writing, uh, to stop writing political yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which, like, the reason Deadspin is the only sports blog that I ever read was right, was and that was because, why a
0: lot of people read Deadspin. Yeah. Too,
2: so, and it was like the I'm a person who enjoys sports a fair bit, mm-hmm. but I think the politics of American sports are garbage in most cases, and like yeah. they were a place to get a lens on that that felt like. I was comfortable reading their reporting because mm-hmm. they felt like they were opposed to the shitty politics of American sports, mm-hmm. but also acknowledging that it's you can still enjoy them and want to see the, that industry improve. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after uh, so that, Exodus of, of they,
1: everyone from Deadspin yeah. quit, uh, walked off after someone was fired. That I was, can't remember that was like, beautiful was, how
0: everybody quit at the same time. It was, it was- I kind of incredible. It was most
1: people it was like there were like big groups because there were like some people like I need the health insurance. Right and
0: it's like you can't fall <laughs> but, anybody for that but
2: yeah eventually everyone was gone within like a week or so. And I want to say that some of the firings um they were like violating union deals. I too. believe so yeah. So mm. um yeah,
3: but yeah. Regardless, so oh, sorry. Back to Jason oh. Shire with with yes. his yeah, with yeah. his current uh, exodus. Was he the last one at Kotaku? Like, and what? Totillo, uh, Totillo no. oh, still still uh, is still yeah, there. Okay. who's it's,
1: someone out, Doesn't someone do, who's the person who does split screen with him? There are some other people. Maddie
2: Myers,
1: sure. I think, yeah, is still okay. there. So yeah, uh, so or not Totilla uh schreier is writing a book he's gonna take a few weeks to work on a book cool he, he also has a newborn child uh, that he's going to spend some time with as well and then in a few weeks months he is gonna show up at a quote-unquote brand new
3: outlet yeah which is uh, interesting does
1: that mean does that mean it's like someone's launching a new outlet
2: does I, that mean he's going to like a polygon or a game spot? My, right? th- I mean, this is obviously like it's kind of shitty to speculate about people's job moves. So yeah. I don't mean this in the like gossipy, like parasocial way. I still, the tone that I got though from that piece was not that it is literally a new. Yeah. It's, it's in an, that- it was almost like alliterative because he says like brand new something, like he's starting a brand new job at a brand new outlet or something like yeah. that, which it read to me like, yeah. It was just wordplay. Um yeah. and I suspect he would end up at Game I would think GameSpot would be the place, you know, cause like maybe they've had some CBSI has had multiple people like leave, so they probably yeah, have the true. budget in game editorial to hire someone who would pull a salary like Shrier between mm-hmm. like Dan leaving Giant Bomb and um Mike Mahardy leaving GameSpot, like I don't know. It seems like it would solidify GameSpot as kind of like, th- in my opinion, the sort of reporting and critical voice in the industry. I like mm-hmm. a lot of Polygon's opinion pieces, mm-hmm. but I also really don't like a lot of Polygon's opinion pieces. So <laughs> <Sure>. it's like. <laughs> um, uh, Jason Schreier going to fanbite. I hope not. I, I don't. <laughs> let's, let's save that conversation for off here. <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> uh, no, I.
1: I yeah, f- uh, not great to. Like speculate, it was just an interesting turn of phrase. Right, yeah, um, I
4: way
1: put it. And, but there's no way someone's opening a new outlet right now.
2: No, I could see him going to Washington Post mm. because um, that would be cool. Maybe. They spun up their gaming thing. I have a, a lot of issues with the Washington Post, and I think it would be a weird move for him. Given De- democracy ish- dies in darkness, uh, so you need HD. But I would like to
3: see what he could <laughs> do with that position.
2: Right, especially like since be, yeah, it, especially it would make a lot of
3: sense, especially
0: yeah. with all of his uh, reporting about workplace conditions and things.
3: Yeah, like exactly.
0: Having ha- having I, like the Washington Post behind him could be a really interesting move.
2: Except that the Washington Post is owned by
3: right Jeff Bezos. I, so yeah, <laughs> it just, like,
2: I it would be weird. I don't know. That's a strange thing. But. but
3: uh, uh, of anyone who could go there and kind of give it some legitimacy and bring interesting pieces. I think Jason Schreier is up there
2: potentially, for, yeah, for me sure, personally. For sure.
3: Like I don't know I don't yeah, know who yeah. I would pick above him.
2: It makes a lot of sense um for sure. So I don't know. I could see both of those things. I just kind of hope he's not doing a Patreon thing um because I, d- I
1: don't think so. That didn't that, seem like what he would be doing.
2: My partner and I were talking about it and it's like there's a certain point like Patreon starting to there's not unlimited money (laughs) in Patreon. And like, there's a lot of people that have started game outlets there. And I know I already have like a $30 a month Patreon fund and I'm not adding to it. So like new creators that go there are going to run into that problem with people. Um, I move the money around sometimes based on what I want to support different months. But, uh, there's there's already a lot of people in Patreon, yeah, yeah. so I, I hope that that's not the the solution for him. So
1: many hours in a day, so many dollars and, in my
2: wallet. And I say that because I think that he would do very well on Patreon, but I think it would potentially pull money from smaller outlets that, frankly, need it more Um so he
1: that's, he is going to Max Fun with a new podcast, I yeah, which is called. cool. That, uh, I think that's to great. Continue split screen, which people seem to really like. I've never yeah. listened to it myself. I, I don't like
2: Max Fun that much for other reasons, but uh, you know, I listen to some of their shows. So and then that then they're they're uh, they're good at supporting their artists generally. So sure, yeah,
1: it's not Spotify exclusive at least.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, all right, next news story. This one's a doozy. XCOM Chimera squad coming out next week. Yep. Yeah, I got a Yeah, it's, cool. uh, it's a $10 pre-order, $20 when it releases. Yep. And just, it just seems like an X like just like an XCOM 2.5, 20 Yeah, X, like
3: if you they, they put out a trailer which was basically a comic and then they put out a gameplay trailer and it looks very similar to uh, XCOM 2. And from what they're saying, it sounds like it, it cuz Foraxus is currently working on XCOM three, and this is kind of what's happening between those. And the interesting thing is that part of your squad, there is a sectoid.
2: Yeah, I think Bum, it's cool, cool Which is as super, hell. And
3: like the thing I really loved about that trailer, third the, the, the sectoid sounded like a Solarian, and I was fucking all into that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it. I I dig this. Like it is like, um. The big difference from what it looks like is it's less of a, it's more of a like, this is your squad. They have personalities mm-hmm. yeah, and there is a narrative moving forward. Like obviously XCOM 2 has some narrative stuff um, and the first one did too, but it's XCOM 2 is so much about like, here's your blank squa- slate squad members that you kind of impart personality and yeah. development on. And this seems like more of a squad based tactical RPG and less of a like Tactical strategy game, if that makes any sense. I mean, obviously there's RPG elements to um to to XCOM 2 as well. Yeah. But um this almost seems like a strategy RPG, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like in the vein of something like a like a banner saga or FF tactics or something. Yeah,
3: and something I really that this drives home for me is the fact that I'm really happy with how uh has handled this because XCOM 1 and XCOM 2, like Enemy Unknown and 2, like th- those are very different games in terms of their setting, their story, their pacing. And totally. it seems like this, this spinoff to, to Chimera Squad is also very different. So they're not just like, like they're willing to evolve. They're not just sitting on like what worked well for them. They're willing to try new things. And I think that's really cool.
2: Yep. Yeah. I think it's great. So I'm definitely going to buy it. Um, I, I, I haven't even, I actually need to already did. play. <laughs> through i only haven't yet because i need to play through xcom 2 (laughs) i have actually not ever finished it Um, it's good
3: um i think its dlc was really good
2: yeah i would play it with war of the chosen i have all the stuff for it i just haven't actually gotten through it um but i will totally pick this up and play it because i like i like xcom a lot and it looks awesome
1: all right uh I saw. I think I saw Tom Francis. Is uh, that? But that's not what I was looking for. Who uh, <laughs> maker of, uh, what, Gunpoint and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Heat Signature. Oh. Yeah, he's. I believe he is working on a game called Tactical Breach Wizard. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's
3: yeah. a great and name. And he was. Uh, really he was cool.
1: He was uh, talking about how, like that game was inspired by XCOM and XCOM Two. Mm and he sees a lot of similarities in the stuff they showed of chimera squad and the game he's working on. Mm.
3: Um, that's so neat though.
2: That's another game.
3: That's a really good name.
2: Tactical yeah. breach wizards looks pretty rad. It's like, it's, it's like um, door kicker, but uh, you're, you're,
3: you're wizard wizards. wizards.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a tactics game.
1: Yeah. Uh. So yeah, the, this guy has a riot shield and it says armed priest.
2: <laughs> yep. Riot priest. Uh, There's a close quarters battle witch. There is an elemental sharpshooter that has like a, a staff, but it's got like handles on it, like a grenade or like an RPG. I love it. Um, That's so good. No, this game looks. Yeah. I'm actually very excited about Tactical Breach Wizards. I forgot I that. I mean, it, gunpoint it was, gunpoint was really
3: good. So, yeah.
2: Heat Signature is one of the most underrated games I've ever played, too. I played like four hours of it and was like, holy shit, this is incredible. Cool. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, yeah. Tom Francis is real great. He's he also on his uh, YouTube channel. He's doing a make a game in unity with no experience that's awesome. uh, mm-hmm.
3: video that's series. Cool. That's
1: that's
2: how he, uh, he was a so. writer um, and then PC, just gamer. At PC gamer and then oh, was just yeah, like, yeah. yep, I want to make a game. And he made gunpoint and game maker with no experience at all. And I believe he did almost everything in that game. Uh, yeah. I believe yeah, that sounds that right. It, yeah. True. With like, largely with like free or cheap tools. Um mm-hmm. that gunpoint is an incredible it game. Is. Uh so yeah, uh that's
1: that's two games you could check out. Uh XCOM Chimera Squad and Tactical, Tactical Breach, Breach Wizards whenever <laughs> that comes
2: out. And play Heat Signature too yeah and gun gunpoint point, if and you haven't that but heat signature is even better than gunpoint in my opinion to learn to
1: tom francis on youtube learn to make a game i don't know you can make the
2: next heat yeah, signature totally uh
1: all right next news story we alluded to this <laughs> earlier in the show valorant's anti-cheat using ring zero access is kicking up a stink. yes it is what does this mean Alex? So,
3: um this means that on an operating system, specifically if, Windows, which is what this is using, you have.
1: If I like it, I should have put a ring. You should have put a
3: ring on it. Yes, a ring zero. Um, but so I didn't like it. <laughs> so, with your operating system at the very lowest level, uh, there are always kernel level drivers. Kernel, not going to explain what it means, but it's what's always running in your um, in your computer. Like it is. That's
1: why you need fans so your computer doesn't get too hot, so the kernels don't explode and make popcorn. Precisely,
3: interviews. yeah. Like you just don't want that popcorn, and they they make sure that your computer does not turn into popcorn. Um, but the thing about those kernel level drivers is that like the Windows specific ones are uh, they have access to absolutely everything. They have what is considered root access to everything. They can read, write, uh, delete anything they want. Um, and other cheat anti cheat anti-cheat engines like Punkbuster and stuff, they do have some of this, uh, but they're very specific about when they can turn on and off, and what they can read, uh, read and write to. So they're still technically kernel, but they're not ring zero. Um, and you also have like some other anti cheat that's like related to hardware, where it does need that read write access, but like. It's specifically tied to the hardware, so it will only work when that handshake happens, basically. So all of that preamble to say that the one that Valorant is using, that Riot has implemented, uh, is a ring zero, so the lowest level, like same that Windows drivers get. So read, write, delete, all the CRUD operations that you would want. Uh, But it's on 24-7. Now, the way they describe it is that they're using it so... If someone turns on cheats before they enter the game, uh, they can detect that and make sure they don't enter the game, or they get banned or whatever. And like, sure, but there's already been proof that that doesn't work. So that's kind of like yeah, def- there are cheaters in yeah, the game, and, right? Uh, yeah. uh,
2: which to some extent they have explained as they're not going as hard against them because they're looking at how they're doing y- it. So which okay, if if they're is, observing, yeah. I guess,
3: but still. I'm going to say a very black and white fuck this to that like because like for me, I cannot play this game because if any anyone develops some kind of malicious software which can get into that and anti-cheat software is the software that hackers want to get into the most. They're going to be hammering against it the hardest and this is going to be a big game so they are going to hammer against it very hard. So if they find a way to manipulate it so that they can suddenly do packet sniffing on your computer, they can get access to a whole lot of really bad shit. I cannot play that game because this, the stuff I work with on my computer, um, which I work on an encrypted drive, uh, is NDA, it's for big companies, it's corporations, it's their tax documents. If that gets out, my whole company, uh, which is a large company, can suddenly be put under fire. So, like, this is actually a game I cannot install because if (laughs) if something bad were to happen, uh, there's a lot of legal repercussions that extend beyond the game for me. So, uh, this Ring Zero thing, like, people are kicking up a stink about it for extremely valid reasons. Like, I think if you're doing this on a personal computer and you're not handling any sensitive data and you don't really care about people seeing your emails and the, you know, your emails that come in from me D's and all that that's fine like i also wouldn't care but the fact that like even just on my network i'm having that stuff even if it's not the same computer i th- it's really not good
2: yeah and i think that the 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 struggle that i have with the conversation is i think it's valid to of course be critical of it like in the way that you you are right now and it's absolutely i would never say someone has to play a game for any reason certainly not for a very valid security concern at the same time like some of the conversation i've had has has been like you know it's like you s- their answer is okay then you know that's too bad we'll miss having you in the community like yeah. they're not going to change it is is the thing like they've they've been very they were very upfront about this software like six, eight months ago when they first started talking about, it's not just for Valorant. It's going to be for every riot game. It's they're injecting it into Runeterra and league. Like it's going to be the same driver and anti-cheat system used to for all of their games. So like, I think it's, it is a potential security vulnerability and I'm not even saying that I think it's a good thing for them to do it by any stretch. I don't personally have an opinion either way, really, because I'm not as educated on it, but Um, It's just a like, unfortunately it's just the way that they're doing it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they have talked at least a lot about like the degree to which they have worked with outside security firms to, you know, try to poke at it for vulnerabilities and their bounty program for that. And um, they have discussed that like, if a vulnerability was found that it could be disabled in as little as a couple of hours, um, so which you know a couple of hours is plenty of time for someone to steal a bunch of information. So I'm not suggesting that that's like you should be okay with it, but unfortunately, I think it's just like it's 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 sort of like the RE4 remake, right? Like the only way for it to be changed is if Valorant comes out and a huge number of people say we are not installing this game because of this, and I just don't think that's going to happen. Well, I think it's just like I think it's
3: the The first time some hacker or whatever um, black hat hacker decides they take it on as a challenge and hack into Ninja's computer, you know, someone who's a very prominent figure, and they're able to show that, yeah, we were able to do this through this driver, then like, that's that's going to kill it. But like, I I think,
2: Mm. I don't. I actually don't know if it would kill it. I think it should kill it if that, if and when that happens. I don't think it will. I think it'll be like, maybe a few thousand people stop playing it then and riot comes back and says like well we shut the driver down and we fix fixed the security vulnerability it took them a, two years to do it so hopefully it won't happen and like it's not going to happen again kind of thing and people would just be like okay sounds good like I, whether i don't think it's it's good or bad necessarily that that is the mentality cuz i don't really have that opinion either way yeah. but i think that's just how people are unfortunately yeah. um I,
3: I don't know i think It's stuff like Denuvo, right? It's things that people just live with it until it goes bad. And uh, I've,
1: yeah, I've seen people uh, on the opposite end. I've seen people uh, with some very spicy takes like, uh this is terrible because Riot is owned by Tencent, a Chinese company. Yeah, whatever. That's stupid. Yeah, so well yeah. So I I think there are probably far more people who are in that camp than who are in like the legitimate concern camp, like Alex, where it's like, Oh, I yeah. don't want Chinese companies having my uh my data.
4: Tencent is a fantastic
3: company who I'm not allowed to speak against.
1: <laughs> no, whether, whether whether or not uh, you know whether or not there's sensitive data or whatever yeah. it's it just becomes you know the yellow scare or whatever red scare whatever. yeah
2: i pers- i don't like 10 cent for a variety of yeah, reasons same. but i also play a lot of stuff like that they have ownership in like i don't know whatever it's i don't like a lot of corporations yeah i don't like the sony corporation but i like my playstation Uh, I don't like that Microsoft develops military headsets for uh, airplanes that help people get murdered around the globe. But I own an Xbox like it. Sure. Like those flight sims. I think uh, exactly. Yeah. Like the way that you the way that you you talk about it is like it is it is just a scare thing where like plenty of American corporations do horrifically awful shit around the world or enable it as well. Yeah. Including American. Including spying and killing people. So like, yeah. They all suck. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> the only spyware on my computer is from America.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, I think that perspective just stupid. Like uh, yeah. that's more conspiracy yeah. theory. Whereas like I, I'd like to think the way I'm coming at it is more pragmatic and like kind of oh, preventative. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, but
2: and I certainly don't have any criticism for anyone in your position that is concerned about that aspect and the security yeah, aspect and of I, it. I, I think um, for like.
3: 50, like it's a 50-50 split. It's between how comfortable you are with the data you're using on your computer, right? Like, or that's on your network potentially. Like if you aren't that concerned with it, then and you're willing to run the risk just in case it happens, okay, sure. But like some people can't. Mm-hmm.
2: What, what I would like to see them do as some form of compromise, and this may not be enough of a compromise for you, um, but I would like to see them put together a, a, a like tool that allows you to say when I boot my computer, I do not want this driver to boot with it. And when I'm, when it's time to play Valorant, let me open a launcher that does a clean boot with the driver Mm -hmm. and just to play Valorant. And then when I quit, I can do another reboot, but like basically like it's disabled by startup, but they, they give you a tool to help you because like there's like PowerShell scripts and stuff That are going around to like do some of
3: this,
4: yeah.
2: But it would just be cool if they, if if Riot would say, Hey, we're building a tool to make it so that you don't have to have it running if you're going to boot your computer and not play Valorant
3: totally. Yeah, Um, I, yeah, I might try the game with the PowerShell script just for the sake of trying, but I'm still hesitant, sure. But, anyways. Mm We can probably move on. We're already uh, <laughs> three and a half hours yeah, into this. Yeah. We're th- yeah, we're pretty exactly. late into this
1: thing and <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> uh okay. Oops. Next news story. Wait. DSRB adds a description for random items in games. Yeah. This is just good. Yeah. There's no. My, the, did, they, did they have microtransactions no. already? Was I believe. so did they?
3: Okay. Oh yeah. The microtransactions. I thought they had yeah. Some yeah. something, but it was yes. like effectively yeah.
0: meaningless, like in-game purchases. Yeah. Yes. So
3: it's exactly. like that's what yeah, it is. That is there. You're so it's right. like
0: so many games that it like covers such a wide swath of things that and it's like, like
3: DLC. Yeah. DLC. Stuff like like buy
0: the expansion pack in a game, like versus uh, microtransactions versus. Um, loot boxes and
3: things uh, so I, I do think this is good but i also think it's potentially three years too late yeah totally.
0: i yeah. think
1: what is the last game you played with random items in it the last game that like came out
2: over the most recent game watch
3: no uh <laughs> world war Two call of duty world war ii okay
2: uh, i mean i'm currently playing, I didn't bring it up because we don't need to talk about it again, but I'm currently playing a lot of Magic the Gathering Arena because they have a new set out. That game has random card packs. And it should there should be a disclaimer on that game Mm. that says hey, you're installing a game that is expecting you to buy random shit with money. I don't have a problem with that because I like card games, but it should be up That's
3: been inherent in card games with booster packs and shit for like decades. So
2: to an extent, but I think like if you're a uh, if your kid is like my friend started playing this magic game and you're a parent like and mm-hmm. you're installing it for like your twelve year old you know like there's i still think it just should i think it's good to just label i think labeling is good labeling of products is good yeah there's no, yeah, no, you're there's, never gonna there's not convince not that you're trying yeah. to, but no one will ever convince me that 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 not labeling something is better than labeling it.
3: I don't see any reason to be, have negative feelings about this in any way. I think it's, it's good to let parents know who might otherwise not, you know, be aware. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's also, I think useful for like, if you have like a gambling addiction or other kinds of, um, you know, addictive behavior that you've recognized in yourself and you just want to say, I'm not touching anything that has random purchases in it, then there you go. Mm That's good.
3: And you can ignore it if you want. So, uh-huh. <laughs>
2: and frankly, like I like buying random boosters of cards in card games, mm-hmm. but like Legends of Runeterra is better about it by letting you buy specific cards, and so is and and like Artifacts 2.0 is apparently not going to have purchase purchasable cards at all, and that is better than buying spending hundreds of dollars on random packs. Um, yeah. So, like, if it encourages developers to go, "hmm maybe we just won't do much random stuff, then great. I think you're right that it's too late to actually have that effect, but yeah, I think
3: things have moved like things, things, things have moved on so much to the battle pass, which is like, oh, you're putting in this much time, and once you reach this totally. level, you're yeah. getting this and this and this, but like <laughs> Magic there. the Gathering also has by the way
2: <laughs> it's it has packs much- in the battle pass <laughs> Uh,
1: how how ingrained of the ESA is the ESRB Are they totally separate?
3: Um,
2: I don't know. I don't remember. But it, I think but everyone should go watch. No clips, spectacular ESRB documentary where they outline all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, the
1: ESRB, according to Wikipedia, the ESRB formally operates within the oh, ESA. Does it? Okay,
3: I wasn't aware of
2: that. Yeah, so there's a lot of separation between departments though, from what I recall okay. mm-hmm. but from the documentary that that Dan.
1: Uh, unsurprising did. that the ESRB is moving at a glacial plate, glacial pace and not keeping up with yeah, the times.
2: The ESRB <laughs> is not very big either.
1: No, there's, that's
2: it's, it's like there's still it's still like the same core team of people that have been watching tapes of video games and rating them for the past, like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what Danny showed, Daniel Dwyer mm-hmm. showed in that no clip doc. It's fascinating. They're a really interesting organization.
1: OK, well, uh, last few news stories. We probably could have done this in a better order. Uh, Riot. Riot Games acquires Hypixel Studios, developers of upcoming game Hightail, which is like sort of like a Minecrafty yep. crafting, but game. more
2: of an RPG than from yeah. what I've read. It's like yes, RPG so first, and then it also has a Minecraft look and sort of like a Dragon Quest builders yeah, maybe type. Yeah, thing. I sort don't know. Yeah, <laughs> this what it looked like.
1: But Riot built buying more studios. It's a, uh, it's.
2: I think it's fine because they're not. They're still making the same game they were making. If they had come in and bought them, well, but that says that they're the news story I said read that they expect to ramp up development on it and hire more people. Yeah, the game's supposed to come out next year,
1: I believe. They invested in them back in like 2018 when they first opened, and now
2: they're just like,
1: oh yeah, we I guess we like what you're doing, Uh, bottom up.
2: Yeah, I'm not uh, super crazy about studios getting. Snapped up if they were operating healthily with good investment on their own, but you know. Mm-hmm.
4: But if it gives them security,
1: game. and yeah, if they get to keep making their like, stuff, unlike what happened with the Rising Thunder stuff, now we're finally maybe seeing the yeah. of that. But
2: where it's like this—I think
4: that's going to end up having. gets
1: yeah. bought and then just
2: absorb, You know, like,
1: where'd they go? I
2: think the right the 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 Rising Thunder dev stuff is going to have a sort of happy ending because I think I mm-hmm. I would have to imagine that based on the original art design for that game, that the people making it are much more interested in using characters, existing characters, like in something like League of Legends than Mm. in making a bunch of different robots that were relatively generic looking. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I got the impression they were more focused on like balance and mechanics and that stuff than on art design. So, yeah but it did suck at the time to just it, have that cool game go away because they've been
1: gone for so long. Yeah. Uh and yeah, so yeah. uh the hope I bet we were going to see something about that at EVO. That yep, but I bet you're right. Uh, uh that's a big now. part of
2: why they're staggering the releases the way they are too for Valorant because um they're they're planning on trying to use these hundred and eight hundred and twenty eight tick servers to power the the net code in or to power like to, to be the servers that you're playing the fighting game on. that's cool um, yeah yeah they're still building their own internet is that what this all is I mean if anybody can 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 nail really really solid net code for a fighting game honestly I, I would I would say they're the ones um, because of all of that stuff uh, they, they oh, have smart people working on those things
1: what's the guy's name uh, He's not there John anymore. Cena. Uh or is he? No. Uh maybe he is there. He does he does the uh the hand, the cross hands on the on the arcade. He was in uh Dive
2: Kick. Yeah,
3: Jamaica. Oh, no, uh, no. Oh what's his name? No. He he
1: uh he's got glasses. <sighs> yeah. He does sorry, yeah, he, he he casts he casts uh, Street Fighter at Evo oh, for ESPN. Yep. Yeah.
2: He's a very What's important person fuck? in the fighting game community. I know who you're talking about, but I can't uh, remember
3: his guy name. Is, is da, 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 he, he was... at Riot?
2: No, yeah, it's Seth Killian. It's 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 Seth Killian. Killian. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> is he at Riot still? I don't know. Wait, I think because he did he go there. Uh... Seth Killian. Uh...
2: No, he left. Yeah. Oh wait, he no, left. no. It looks mm-hmm. like
3: he's still lead designer at Riot. Great.
2: Okay, I see a them. news story that I guess Rod Breslau reported that Killian left Riot like in 2018.
5: No, uh, he hasn't. Up,
2: he hasn't tweeted he hasn't, since
1: 2016, <laughs> and he
2: hasn't updated his LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's still at Riot. Yeah. Maybe Breslau's uh, reporting is sometimes a little uh, suspect.
1: Yeah, I, I see. 2019 uh, yeah. yeah another yeah okay well anyway uh, <laughs> anyways anything else oh okay last news story so we can wrap this up god you know what everyone's stuck at home working from home they yeah, need long podcasts
2: long podcast. yep. you can also just stop listening at news if you don't care about news you've <laughs> probably heard stamps. it all before us
1: uh, anyway CD Projekt Red says Cyberpunk 2077 is in a complete form and further delay is unlikely.
3: Well, Does that means they're actually going I mean, to hit their we, release date? I think date?
1: we've talked about this a few weeks in a row now, maybe.
2: I'm really excited about this. It's probably still my most anticipated game. But also, if it's in a complete form now, after a month of working from home, <laughs> and two months ago it was like, oh, we got to do Ultra Crunch. Before we all knew we were going to be working from home for months, and they had to do like super tons of crunch to get it in a place like which is uh, it? Was yeah. it almost done? And maybe your employees could have lived ha- healthier lives? Or it it could also be like a like you can play it. Like
1: the game is here, it just needs QA. Yeah, I was gonna say a QA, QA, QA is usually
3: a big part of that development process because that's totally, where stuff gets bounced yeah. back, and maybe the QA pass went really well. <laughs>
2: That's true. That's a good point. It could just be that it was what if
1: they they push the release date up instead of delaying uh, it and it's uh, out. Oh yeah. As
3: long this as people Friday. don't have to
2: crunch more, I would fucking love for them to that would push be awesome.
3: it up. I think I think if a company was going to do that, I could see them doing that, being like, Hey, we had this release date. Fuck it. We're releasing it a couple months early. Check it out. Yeah. Like everybody's uh, at home. You want to play this really long ass game,
1: do it. Yeah. I've I, I wanted, as as wanted it for make people crunch. more. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah, we we as podcast firmly anti crunch that uh, yeah. I, I personally don't have the story in front of me where this is from. I don't know if there's larger context of this. Was this from like the earnings call or something? Because there was some stuff there about um, whether or not there will be a PS5 enhanced version and yeah, like is it free or not and stuff like that. I do more
3: details because they
1: said they're going to make a PS5 enhanced version, but they haven't like the Xbox Series X one will be free as Microsoft has said, yeah. but Sony hasn't commented yeah. yet. So there's been like that ooh, hasn't that hasn't been clear
4: do. yet.
2: That game yeah. is part of why I bought a video card, so <laughs> I'm. I would love for them Uh, to put it out as soon as they possibly can. I
1: I was gonna. uh, I want to buy like the next gen uh, NVIDIA cards, or see what AMD is going to do. Yeah, the the three thousand, the RTX three thousand series, or whatever it ends up being
3: called. But if if those come out this year, (laughs) we'll see. Probably Probably not. Well, they're they're made in Taiwan, so it probably will. But
1: yeah. I, but it just is reading uh, rumors and stuff at sea maybe this year but possibly next year I don't know there's rumors are all over the place it anyway was... that's a uh,
3: that's a podcast everybody it's a,
0: it's a podcast
3: <laughs> cartwheel into your bathroom now
0: all right <laughs> or no, just roll walk,
1: <laughs> walk till you have the runs um <laughs> that's that's it for episode 117 of gaming fix on april 18th 2020 i have been your host andre cole aka your partner's favorite pants you can find me on twitter at Coolslaw c-o-o-l-s-l-4-w you can find the podcast on twitter at gaming fix right yep no
0: or no it's at fixed, at, at
1: podcast.
2: fixed podcast
1: at fixed podcast, <laughs> at fixed podcast. I, i'll never remember i need to like write this down somewhere <laughs> Uh, at fix podcast on twitter and if you go to podchaser.com gamingfix slash gaming fix leave us a review you can get 25 cents donated to meals on wheels to help people get food in this uh quarantine hellscape we all live in yeah
5: help people help the pat, podcast oh, win-win yes.
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep help help the podcast Help you help the podcast help people uh pat where can people find you
2: you can find me um, outside the auction house in Ogrimmar <laughs> uh, under the name Spencer on the server Blood Furnace. <laughs> uh, God.
3: Wait, or wait, wait, at wait. plays. Wait, Twitter. so is that a furnace made of blood, or does it does it he- superheat blood, or does it use um, blood as
2: fuel? It's a it's a dungeon. I want to say that it it superheats blood to be used as fuel. Um, it's also the name of a server okay thank you yeah
1: I live my life one quarter Ogramar at a time Uh, Alex hey where can people find you
3: uh, I don't know watching anime or some shit I don't know okay
1: Uh, that was a great time to pull out that, uh, I'm going to kill bad, what, what did that guy say? I'm going to space to kill bad guys? Oh,
3: god, yeah. Uh, daddy has to go away and kill, uh, kill bad guys in space. Yeah, okay. Uh,
1: and Allison?
0: Find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y.
2: Okay, great. Thanks for joining me, everybody. The Blood Furnace is the second wing of Hellfire Citadel.
3: Oh, naturally.
2: The instance takes place above Hellfire Rampant, at uh, ramparts inside the tower that overlooks the ramparts themselves.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Okay, Wait, well, <laughs> rampart, got it.
2: Well, you see, the rotting pizza is the uh, the plates in that. The instance is substantially less difficult for solo farming than the Hellfire
5: Ramparts, although. It was fun.